Welcome to episode 138 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Western series continues with 1992's Unforgiven. Yeah! Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. And I'm uh, Double Gum Matty. Are <laughs> oh, we oh, yeah. doing that? Did, uh, did, uh, are we not? <laughs> I, I'm Six Shooter Kyle. Yeah. Well, I think the Double Gun was in reference to the movie. Yeah. It's, he doesn't have two guns. Nope. He just has uh, something swinging between his legs. It ain't a Six Shooter, baby. <laughs> um, and, and I'm Adam. I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> not Mad Dog Adam or... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was uh, what's Gene Hackman's nickname in this? Little okay. Bill. Little Bill. Okay. Well, English you Bob. Be, you can be uh, Little Adam. Yeah. Little, oh yeah, you could be English Adam. <laughs> English. Yeah. yeah. That, that works. <laughs> you gotta put on like a posh like recipe. To Kyle slaps you down in like an, in an argument. Then you go back to your like uh, uh, street. Uh, My tough. Cockney yeah. accent, accent. I'll be all. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? You bloody wanker. <laughs> I do love that in this movie. Yeah, we are yeah, going to talk yeah. about Unforgiven from 1992. Yeah, we're continuing our Western series. Uh, we've already covered High Noon. Uh, that we, we've been kind of sticking with the classics. High Noon. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, Unforgiven, and then we're going to finish it off with Tombstone. It's a pretty like if if if, if you look at best of Western, yeah. West, and this wasn't on purpose. We actually tried to throw some some curveballs out there, there to you people, and and we we put up some uh, mm. polls, and you, you picked all the all the big ones. <laughs> well, I guess there's a reason why these are the most yeah. popular and why they're classics. But again, I, I stand by. I think it worked out because and we'll talk about it on this episode and and on the final episode maybe we do a comparison. But I think it was nice that they uh, this mix. Like I think every film very kind of had yeah, yeah their own different tone and feel and, and style. And even just just you know some are more action packed, some are more dramatic. So I think it was a nice. I think this was like the perfect four to get a, a taste of every kind of uh subgenre of western yeah every little piece of the western so uh yeah so uh, like i'm excited to talk about that uh mm-hmm. should we get into what we've been watching yeah, yeah well i before i even get into it can Ooh. i can i start a little new segment maybe maybe i'll do this all Let the time me, uh, dust off the soapbox yeah. for you buddy climb up on the soapbox come on i'm tell, gonna tell call this uh is. kyle rance i could probably complain about something kyle every rance. week oh wow but i won't because I, I usually say that you for def- the yeah. the modern movies but i was uh, about to say you could you just do that <laughs> while we're talking about but no, I, I want to talk about this because this is a little situation me and maddie so full moon uh, pitchers had this sweet deal on on four twenty. Too good to be true. And so and, and I, I feel bad. I was going to share it to the listeners, and good thing I was too lazy. Uh, so <laughs> on one hand, I apologize, but on the other hand, you're welcome. But I did share it to Maddie, and uh, so they had this deal. 
you've subscribed to their streaming service. It's like 65 bucks or something, yeah, maybe. American. American. It works out to like 80 bucks or something. And then you had to pay $20 shipping. With that, you got 10 Blu-rays. You could either get 10 Blu-rays you could pick a, a, from their catalog of your choice mm-hmm. or the Puppet Master box set. And then on top of that, because it was 420 you got this Bong collection, which is like nine movies. Probably never going to watch <laughs> yeah. them, but whatever. Like <laughs> Evil Bong, baby. <laughs> it's, again, it's, just, it's too good of it. It's like 85 bucks for... Four hundred dollars worth of movies. Yeah, nine and nine, nineteen movies, pretty much. So, kind of excited about this. And then, and I already got fucked over at the beginning because it was supposed to be one twenty dollars charge. For some reason, I got charged twice, and you only got charged once. The shipping mm-hmm. charge. Everyone else online got charged twice. Some for some reason they split mine up and charged me twenty dollars each. So I'm already kind of like, what's going on here? And then. Um, and let, let's give a little uh, background to Full Moon here, okay? These guys are fucking no one charlatans. These are the guys that back in the, the DVDs, DVD Prime days, they sold this Puppet Master collection, and they were like, this is limited edition. We only made 500 of these, the full Puppet Master it's collection in this out. case. Wait, 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 wait. We found 50 yeah. more. We got so 50 they more sell it. And then and they, they, every like three months, they kept them like, oh, we found another box in our warehouse. This went on for like, I think it's still available. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These are, they're also known, I guess they released these, um, uh, they, they said, oh, we found these original big box, like back in the days, for pe- people that don't know, I'm sure everyone, both of you guys do, they did the VHS, the cases, the regular box, but they yeah. did something called the big box, which was like a big cardboard box in rental stores that would st- stand out. And I guess for collectors, the VHS market is kind of like crazy for genre films, certain old films. Mm-hmm. And the big, and you know, if you have those original. Uh, big box Which VHS. We have, we have basically every single one. Yeah, yeah we're we're rich. Up. We're gonna we're gonna retire on these. But yeah, if you have those worth of all that money, so full moon like a couple years ago, we're like, oh, we found a box <laughs> of all these original big box, so we're gonna sell them for whatever thirty bucks a pop or whatever. And then some like I saw on YouTube, this VHS expert guy is like, yeah. They, this is not true. And he went and like, I guess he compared like the original codes and they didn't match. And it turned out that these were like new ones that they reprinted and said they found. (laughs) So Full Moon is already like, they're known for this kind of shit. So with this deal. So this is your fault. Yeah. 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 I should have known better. I don't don't, don't know exactly the end of the story, but I know you're probably not going to make out too well. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Anyways. So for Canadians, we're kind of, we had to pay the 20 hour shipping. I think Americans didn't, whatever. I'm fine with that. It's still a good deal. 85 bucks for all this shit. So for me, the, uh, the, the, I guess they shipped out separately. The bond collection comes, I'm getting hit with fucking $40 in fees because these assholes, even though we paid nothing, they decided to put the full $300 value of this. On this, so we're gonna hit four dollars. Then they ship the other one through UPS, the ten Blu-rays, hundred dollar fee. <laughs> so this eighty-five dollar deal is now almost a three hundred dollars. Yeah. UPS and UPS is another fucking crook. Yeah. <laughs> I hate UPS. They're the worst. Everyone else, the brokerage fee in Canada is like ten dollars, no matter what, and then you pay taxes, right? The taxes on the set were only twenty-seven dollars. They claimed this these is two hundred American dollars or something. Seventy-eight dollar brokerage fee. Now, for people who don't know, a brokerage fee is like they 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 paid that twenty seven dollars and signed off. So for their trouble, they usually charge you a brokerage fee, which everyone else charges ten dollars. UPS and you, I can't even find this on their site where this number comes from. They just like make up this number. So we're we're always terrified if UPS is yeah. shipping something because I'm on a South Street and there's a North Street and there's the same address on the North both, Street. Both sides. Well, often our stuff goes to the North Street. And most of the time, it disappears. 
And then the one time we ordered something that was very specific. I can't remember what it was, but probably wasn't entertaining for most people. And and guess what? The woman that lives at the North Street, who works across the road at the rec center, she gave it back. <laughs> wow, nice. And she was like, yeah, I've never seen any of your stuff before, but I got it. Well, it's open. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, well, she probably just opened it, didn't even look at the name, right? But all the other stuff disappeared. Oh, okay, weird. So we would just be like, <laughs> "It's not weird. It's theft, is what it is." <laughs> like, <laughs> so we'd yeah. say to what whoever, like, "Oh, guess what? Like, this has just disappeared." Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's what you've been saying for my Christmas gift for the past four years. <laughs> that's a it's lie. Disappeared. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, so. This whole experience has been shit. And like, Full Moon doesn't want to do anything. Like, I don't know why. I, I get like, they say, oh, I can't send a zero. Like, from what I know. You're not supposed to send, uh, you You have to have a value of yeah, a thing. Every yeah. like, even when you order like $300 of fucking movies, most companies will put, 10 put bucks. 10, 20 bucks. Yep. In this case, like, it wouldn't be necessarily lying. We didn't pay $300 for this. So why are we paying $300 of tax and brokerage fees? And on top of it's it. It's the government, man. It's just the government. <laughs> On top we're of it, we're getting screwed by both. We're getting, we're, we're getting in the brown from brown, and uh, <laughs> and then and yeah, and and on top of it, like yeah, so they they could have put the yeah. I was looking up too. Like I, again, it's it's hard to maybe I read this wrong. Look from what I read, if it's like a promo, because technically this is like a free promotion thing that they're doing. So you can so, so their subscription numbers go up, right? Their streaming service. Right. So technically, this is like a free gift or promotion for doing is it joining just- their subscription thing. So technically, like from what I read, again, maybe I read this wrong. I thought I read that like that they should technically be prepaying the taxes then or something if they're sending the item as a promotional item for their 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 uh, streaming service. Right. Anyways, I don't know. The whole experience is left to sour. I, I guess like on the the how the- is the Bong series though? <laughs> Are you covering all nine? I'm never going <laughs> to I'm going to probably watch Ouija's because it's a Halloween movie. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. I will say the box set looks really fucking nice. It, it is a really, for a shitty nine collection. Have you got yours as well, man? No, I have. So, I, yeah, we'll tell you. <laughs> it's claimed as delivered. Everything, like, I owe 105 bucks. Apparently, it's already delivered and no one's paid this. So, I talked to UPS about two weeks ago. Haven't heard anything back. And then, like, all right, well, we filed the claim. Maddie, so these corporations we'll don't want to talk to you. They are <laughs> killing me, man. Killing me. I'm not having a good time online. I just might I, go I, in the woods. I, I, all the there. Canadians on like the movie yeah. form, then on the Blu-ray form, are just like most of them. The one guy had to go to the states and pay the. I guess if you pick up, you can if you go and pick it up actually at the border, you can just skip that ridiculous seventy-eight dollar fee. The other guy just like if I just ship all this shit back to you, can you refund me for the streaming service? Because I don't want that. I only joined that for this. I guess they're going to do it, but it's just like every. It's, it but seems still, like this is a mess. You paid all that money yeah. still, like the fees probably right, like the. Well, yeah, I think his, he just uh, refused the, the, oh, the yeah. package. That I guess that's an option. Again, for me, I'm thinking like, okay, $40 because this is an expensive set. Like, even if you claim, like, the price of what they sell these movies, they didn't even put the price of what they're selling the movies on the site. They literally put the full MSRP. So if they sell the movie for $15 on their site, they marked it as like $30. So what you're saying is we need to incorporate <laughs> Movie City Maniacs and we'll just, it'll be... It'll be a write-off. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We need to, yeah, get some money. Yeah. Anyways, what a piss-off, man. Like, I, I order all the time from American, whether it's, we do big kino orders. Mm-hmm. Excuse Criterion. me, Severin, Criterion. I order, like, all these limited video game things. Like, all this stuff I order, order all the time. I've never been, like, this, just, just been a, such a mess where you went from 85 to, like, $300. I will say, I fucking phoned UPS, and I did this sob story, like, oh, I'm out of work, and I can't afford <laughs> this, and it was supposed to be free. They're supposed to refund me the brokerage fees. We'll see if it happens. It's been, like, 
an ongoing like fuck me around. So yeah, I'll, I'll maybe on next episode I'll have some good news and out of this. But it, this yeah, this whole experience just been sad. It's it's kind of a warning if you're Canadian, just know going in because they they've been doing this for a couple years. They're going to probably continue doing it. If you see the sweet deal, it looks awesome. Be warned, this is what's going to happen. That $65 deal Turns is going to become $300. And here's the thing, too. Like, at $300, like, I know they they not going by MSRP. Most full moon titles you can get for $15, yeah. 20 bucks tops. We're pretty much at the point where we're paying, like, Amazon prices. I'm telling you right now, if I had $200 to drop, I'm not going and dropping it on <laughs> fucking 10 full moon titles, okay? You're not watching that buying an evil bong? <laughs> I would have rather spent this on fucking Kino's great sales or vinegar syndrome all these other better companies not these shit movies i got these because it was like i'm a guy that I, i'm a cheap fucker and i can't pass up a good deal so when i see a deal like this it's like 80 bucks for 19 movies sure and uh but just just a warning to canadian listeners out there international listeners i'm sure you're, you're going to deal with the same thing maybe even worse because i know uk is getting even harder with their hit harder with their fees it's pretty insane there so a word of warning to people. But oh, uh, with that, let's uh, need to get that off my chest. Let's move on to what we've been watching. Uh, do you want to jump in? Or? Sure. I'll jump right in. And uh, I'm going to quickly, I've got a bunch of new movies to talk Ooh. about. Uh, but I'm going to start with a new TV show. Uh, Stranger Things. A season se- four? Season four. Woo. Part one, I guess. Uh, like, because of how they're rolling it out. Um, so I'm not going to give a rating yet. I'm going to wait till the the full thing. But I thought I these I, episodes are so I, long it almost counts as yeah, fucking yeah, eight yeah, movies. Yeah, was, <laughs> what did you give season three? I think I gave season three seven point five. Maybe okay, so you enjoyed season three. Yeah. Like it was okay. I like that season three is one of my favorite. I yeah. thought it was an improvement over part two. I may even mm-hmm. be given an eight. I, I quite yeah. like Str- Stranger Things. Yeah, okay. Uh, I find like there's so many false starts for me for season three. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 oh, you've never watched season three? I, I got maybe one episode in, two episodes in, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because I, I tried running the gambit again uh, in October, and then I kind of right. got to season two. I'm like, all right, well. I've heard that. Yeah. Sorry, go on. But, but yeah, I've heard four is the most horror. It oh. is definitely the most horror. It, it has uh, clear allusions to to the Nightmare oh, on nice. the Street series. And, and I, I think there's a lot of references to other 80s. I think if you really dove yeah. deep into it, and I might do that when we we watch it all. But I, I did want to mention, like, so they've got these fairly insane budgets now, thirty million dollars per episode, oh, and oh. and this and the length of the episodes, they're mini movies, all of them. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I heard the last two episodes are an hour and a half and two and a half hours. The, so the, the, four oh, hours for wow. two episodes. The one we haven't that, that haven't aired yet. The ones yeah, that the air two, on the, July the remaining first. two. Yeah, that, that's an insane. That's what I wanted to watch it. Me and Becky were going to watch it one night. And then I heard about that. And I'm like, that's not happening. Like, I could watch eight movies in that time. I'm not. <laughs> but sorry, I've heard it but is great. It so. is great. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really, and especially the stuff in Hawkins. So they've got really three groupings. There's the Hawkins crew that have left. Like, it, almost a year has gone by. Mm-hmm. Eleven and Mike. Uh, Mike? Yeah, it's Mike, right? I think it's Mike, yeah. Will? 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 Wait, no, Will's the kid that got he, went missing. Yeah, he's so, the one with the weird hair. Yeah, Mike and, and Eleven yeah. uh, are, are separated. They're they're a couple, right? And yeah. now and they're separated. So in California, why not? So they're doing Ryder, the long distance for relationship? Yeah, and okay. so is uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, and, and and she kind of reminds me of the, the radiator woman in, in Eraserhead. Uh, you know, oh. uh, uh, anyways, yeah. the, so Will's brother and her. Uh, she's the one that let Barb die. You know? Ah, yes. Uh, Nancy. 
and, uh, they're separated as well. So there's part of that. So you've got that consortium. The the brother is actually funny. He's got this new kind of like buddy who's a stoner guy yeah. that's got a in a in a pizza van all the time, and it's it's quite. He's quite good. He's really good. But in Hawkins. It's really fucking good. Yeah. And I think part of it is the worst actors on the show are clearly Mike and Will now. As they've aged up, they just haven't really been it's able weird, to hold It's weird, because Mike's kind of the most famous out of the... He's the probably, crew, right? but I think Sadie... I guess Eleven's been doing... And, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and uh, what um, what's her name? Whoever is Eleven is starting to... Yeah. But almost it's stacked with a lot of other people. And then it splits off and you get Paul Reiser and there's lab stuff with Eleven and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So it ends up being four different stories that are going on. They, and then there's the the sheriff at the end of the last yeah, one. Yeah, so in he's in other, Russia. Yeah, Russia or something. So he's in a Russia prison camp and then Winona Ryder and, and Brett Gelman, who are a great comedy buddy team, are going to save save him. The stuff in the, the prison camp, I think, is the least... It's the one that feels the most like spinning. All the other ones, I never feel like they're wasting time. So you didn't feel that the, the show was padded at all? At Not really. No. Um, I, I feel like you know that you you take two years. I, I almost feel like they're they've got an arc that's one season for four different things almost, yeah. and then they're all going to come together. And this yeah. is the second last season, I believe. They're doing one more one after more. this. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, <clears throat> because of that, I think you're almost watching, you could probably make an argument you're watching three shows because they don't interact. You could make an yeah. argument that if you cover this during Shocktober, that's a lot of fucking movies. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How, yeah, how would that work? Because we normally consider like episodes even of an hour length. Maybe it's one one, each of them is a movie. A movie. We'd have to discuss that. We'd have to I go feel to the rule book. I going to watch it, so we should probably do like a half episode. I would probably be yeah. fine with still counting it as the yeah. I think uh, you probably count it as, as an episode. I think yeah. we've done that in the past where yeah. I've watched stuff that's an hour mm-hmm. long. I think Marianne occasionally was like getting up yeah. there in time. Anyways, really good. They used the budget well. Uh, I'll say this. Once we started watching it. You were in it. We kept watching it. Like Hooked. There was a bunch of other things that we had on our our agenda and we gave it up. So I'll I'll be curious how they can wrap it up. But your uh, little nephews are still fucking waiting at the corner there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're probably like swimming lessons. They're yeah. sitting there with their towels and their water wings. <laughs> Does Adam not love us? Does Uncle Adam not love us, mommy? <laughs> he's he's into the Stranger Things. Uh, also, best villain they've ever had. Nice. Yeah, uh, I, I've heard really good things. I've seen some stuff, but again, not reading anything too. Uh, yeah, and also, uh, yeah, I wouldn't read read. Too much because they're, mm. they're you know it's Stranger Things so they're they're it's still a mystery show yeah. uh, but definitely for horror fans this is the most horror uh, cool. related. Hmm. Maddie, I watched Explorers from 1985, oh, yeah. my old favorite yeah, movie yeah, yeah. as a child. How great is the camaraderie between these three fellas? Yeah, like, it's I awesome. Love this movie until they get to outer space. I and know. They're like, oh. Okay, you've seen this, right? Like uh, I saw it a long time ago. Yeah. I, I like this. I remember, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen this, but as I'm watching this, like, of course I've seen this. There's one scene where they, they break into a junkyard, and they I've tried to give this dog everything, and, and the only thing that works is bubble gum. Yeah, gum. Was this from Stand By Me too, or am I just getting it all confused? I don't Because I feel like the bubble gum to the guard dog has been, like, in many movies, or maybe it's just this movie that there I'm is, kind of... There is one in... There is a guard dog in Stand By Me, but I don't think they give it bubble gum. I yeah. think they yeah. just escape it. And then Sandlot... 
that's like the baseball. Yeah, yeah. and there's no gum in that. Uh-huh. I think it's this movie. Oh, weird. Yeah, because I, I so as, as a kid, we I've never. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've spoke about this on the show, but I, uh, maybe two summers ago, we, you we got watched eaten by a dog because you thought you're just giving a baseball gum would uh, save you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, my arm has never been. <laughs> that's the same. why you got that crazy scar along that shit. Um, but I watched this movie obsessively as a as a child. Like my dad taped it off a free preview on. You know, oh, you know Cinemax or, something or like whatever that. it was, mm-hmm. and and we had a bunch of these movies that were taped from there. And I'm missing like three minutes. I get the beginning of the movie, yep. but then three minutes fucked up on the VHS, and I never saw those three minutes my whole life. So the first time I saw those three minutes, nothing happens. It's just like they walk yeah, through the alley. The kid gets his ass kicked or yeah. something like that. I yeah. missed that. Yeah, I, I saw him get his ass kicked, but that not. <laughs> how he got saved or whatever yeah. by the other buddy. But yeah, I'm, I'm watching this with, with Tammy, uh, my wife, and, and I'm instantly like a little kid again. Like, I watched this from the ages of like five to maybe 11. 12, yeah. Um, like 50, 60 yeah. times. Um, and I'm like, I know everything about this movie. It's all coming back. Uh, and I love the family and I love the interaction. But I, I agree, w- once they get to outer space, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. It's so I think I think this weird. is one of those things too, where like there was studio interference. Yeah, from the, with Joe Dante. I think like these aliens, they they look fantastic. Yeah, they look great, great creatures. But he's pretty much like a Catskills comedian, which yeah. is like, what is going on? And the one girl is almost like a, like a bubblegum popping teeny bopper, and like that seems so weird that there's like a romantic and and it kind of just drags, yeah. right? Like there's some cool things where they get yeah. lost, and there's like monsters. And the actual factory is like kind of dope, and the yeah. dad comes in, and was like, all right, he's kind of. You get bored. You do. You yeah. it, it totally loses the charm of what made it great. Mm-hmm. Like when they're building this spaceship. And who who are the kids? It's Ethan Hawke, River Phoenix, Phoenix and a and, nobody. Oh, yeah, okay. it's so weird because he's really good in this. He's too. great in this movie, as good as the other two. Yeah. So, uh, so what are you going to give? I was going to give it seven. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed this. I like the. Uh, they called the spaceship the Thunder Road, and it is such a cool looking spaceship too. Like fucking a man. Like, yeah, and they smash the beers yeah. on it when they get out. Uh, it's so fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. I'm gonna jump in with two really quick here. Um, don't have too much to say. Been continuing the Jackass films. Okay. So watch 2.5. Is that from very 2007. different from two? Yeah. It's it, what it is is these point fives are pretty much they shoot like 30 skits or whatever, yeah. probably 50 skits, however many it is. They they take the 30 good ones and then they're like, well, we still have these 20 skits. We spent all this money. What do we do with it? Mm. So that's where these point five comes uh. in. It's it's almost like a making of in a sense too, like because they kind of talk in between it and explain. It's kind of bullshit. Like you'll have Bam Margera, like, oh, this was just too, you know, we've done all this stuff, but this one was too raunch. And it's like, no, it wasn't. It just wasn't very good. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, uh, I guess th- this has like th- th- the highlights, are, well, not highlights, but it has Bam Margera does some like anal beads he attaches to a kite, sticks up his ass, the kite pulls Lies. it. Uh, th- there was kind of one that's not really like, it was kind of like cool, but not really that funny, whereas Preston, who's the bigger guy, um, he's painted like King Kong standing in a building and then uh, Wee Man is um, was like the girl in distress and then they're flying like airplanes at him he has <laughs> to squat him and kind of smack him so it's kind of funny but again <laughs> yeah. it's not like that exciting yeah. to see uh, you have Steve-O uh, drinking beer this one was kind of gross like this guy who has like the longest nails oh, so oh like, I remember this and one and he yeah. pours the nails and Steve-O is just fucking gagging the whole time and he just yeah. throws it up because it's Probably, like these nails, you can't really wash, right? So yeah. they haven't been washed in like 30 years or whatever it is. 
Uh, and then the, the, I guess the, the big finale is they have the, all the team, they have to go through this obstacle course with like alligators and pigs and paintball and stuff. That was okay. Like that one could have maybe made it the whole time you're watching this, you're like, I understand why these didn't yeah, make the movie. Didn't like quite- I'm going to give it a five and a half. I mean, yeah. again, it's kind of worth watching, but it's, it's, you know, it feels like outtakes. I mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't know why they didn't just re- release, you know, an hour of outtakes. And I guess, well, th- it was smart yeah. for them to do this because <laughs> they got to sell a whole other movie to people. Uh, and then uh, uh, one other thing I want to talk about, be super quick here. I uh, I don't know why. <laughs> but you tried one of these stunts? No, no. no so, I know what he's going to talk about. <laughs> I had uh, some time on the bus ride home. I didn't have time to watch a full movie. I didn't want to get anything. And I, I didn't, I had to like do notes and stuff probably for the podcast. Or I just had to like throw something Some quick stupid and- shit like this goddamn podcast. <laughs> so then, yeah, I just want to throw something on that I didn't have to think about. And um, I was going to do a TV show, but I decided to do a, a comedy stand-up special. Tim Allen, <laughs> <laughs> Men Are Pigs from 1990. I've never oh, heard oh, a Tim oh, Allen oh, comedy oh, special. Oh. Like I, I like home. I grew up with Home Improvement. Yeah. I think I rented this with a friend. I think he did too, or at least he, I'm sure he did tons. But oh, he wait, did two wait, that are famous. What to say to a naked man? Uh, was I forget like what one the other of those one things, is. and the other one was or l- naked lady. Maybe, maybe naked lady. Yeah, maybe. I'm not too sure. I think, but yeah, he has two famous ones. I know him. Like I grew up with Home Improvement. Yeah, it's not a great show, but it's kind of like that comfort food. Like it's something you can watch here and there. Yeah. You can't sit there and watch ten episodes in a row. I like like Santa Claus. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a huge Tim Allen fan, but I like some of his stuff. Yeah, and I think it works that character in Home Alone the way he plays off Al and the the wife and everything. So I was curious, like, how was the Home Improvement? Special? Yeah, sorry. He wasn't in Home Alone, just so people uh, are okay, like, sorry. who was Tim Allen in Home Alone? Uh, yeah, Santa Claus. Is the was he also movie. the Santa Claus in that movie? Like, that's part of the same universe? So this special opens up with him calling his newborn daughter a bitch. Oh, I'll nice. say that. Um, I will say, though, like, it, it, it definitely equates women to just being nagging wives. Yeah. and But it also equates men to being kind of idiot pigs too so like i i feel it fairly it's not just like because it's, it's a true depiction of the world yeah. i just well, i feel like some reviewers are like oh he hates women it's like well he's kind of insults men too i don't know so he hates humanity yeah exactly he yeah, equally hates right. everyone um but yeah the whole thing is just him fucking grunting which again yeah. like it's kind of, it's funny and home improvement for like here and there five seconds at a pop but the whole thing is him doing that then he talks tools of course. And then he talk, like, I guess he goes on that he buys the tools at Sears and he keeps on bringing up Sears like it's an advertisement. He's like, and where do I go shopping? And the crowd's like, Sears. <laughs> what do I pull out? That is, what catalog do I pull out, people? The Sears catalog. <laughs> like the crowd's, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It and is, now bring it on the yeah. CEO of Sears. Yeah. I was like, it was Dennis Roebuck. <laughs> it was like, there was some kind of like, there was a couple like moments that I chuckled, but it was like, again, I'm the least manly guy. I don't care about cars. I don't care about tools. So it's definitely not, I, I'm not you, the how audience. How do you feel about insulting women? Is that, is that your Yeah, that's, not, no. that's the part I was fine. No. <laughs> um, again, he's not, he's just saying women are nagging all the time. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, hey, Becky nags on me. I, I nag on her. Oh, I think hey, it's. Uh, he's just like, you know, Becky nags on me. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we equally nag on each other. Ooh. I think I think all couples nag on each other. That's Ooh. being a relationship. But, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I did not enjoy this. It was uh, it was not for me. I'll just say the crowd seemed to really dig it. Men and women <laughs> are coming out, and they're 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 coming out. The credit, the end credits are all like the people going oh, and doing all their grunts yeah. at the camera for like five minutes. I'm like. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I, I, just, do, I, I remember. Like, I lost a we couple got this from Jumbo cells. Video. We got this from Jumbo Video. And we, we liked Home Improvement. Like yeah. a couple of 11-year-olds would. Uh, looking at both of you guys. And uh, <laughs> we got this. And it's like, as kids watching Home Improvement and then watching one of these stand-ups. I can't remember if it was this one or if it was the other one. Mm-hmm. They don't make any sense for a child. <laughs> like you're like, this is funny. He, he has some kind of like adults, adult stuff in there too, yeah. which was kind of weird. Adults but. like this. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're missing something. Like, it's just before you're like about to turn from adolescence yeah. to a teenager, and you're going, well, I got to get used to this, I guess. <laughs> and there's like jokes. Like this is one where I could see people being offended. Like when we, it's like, oh uh, well, and then the women says, and it's like. Yeah, why? Well, it's all everything here I own, or something. Like it's him pretty much saying that like men bring in all the money, and it's like I, I don't know. I guess maybe no. And I was gonna say times where, were like that. Where, where it wasn't, do, this is in the fucking fifties, okay? The specials like what the nineties, early nineties. It's yeah. It, it was not for me. I'll just say um, three and a half out of ten. Ooh. Um, what the series? Yeah. <laughs> It, it was weird. It was yeah. I guess that's maybe that's what I should expect, but it kind of shows you that like. Is it, oh, he's great on home improvement for being like the idiot guy, but he really needs like the people around Structure. him. Like I don't think to he, offset that he's almost like yeah. a supporting guy in, in a sense, even though he is the lead. I know, but he almost like he's like the supporting guy in a sense that he needs to play off everyone else, or else like that shtick sh- sh- would not yeah. fucking fly for a whole twenty minute episode, man. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> well, uh, uh, from. I, another 2022, I went and see, uh, saw Crimes of the Future. I'm very curious. How is it, man? Uh, so this is David Cronenberg's new movie. It's yeah. his first movie in eight years. Um, it, it basically uh, is some sort of future world where humans no longer kind of feel pain. And performance artists have taken over, like, surgery. They're growing extra organs and this one performance artist played by Viggo Mortensen, you know, he's he it's consi- he's considered like the greatest artist in the world almost because of he grows these organs. And this woman, uh, Leia Sado, uh, t- takes out the organs and they put it in a jar and it's all tattooed. And, and you know, this yeah, very Cronenberg. Cronenberg is a fucked yeah. up guy. <laughs> like, there's a machine in this where it's feeding like. Vigo seems like super unhealthy during the whole time because he's growing these organs. He's in this bed that looks like some sort of alien bed with these like half organic, half, half futuristic thing. And he sits there and it's moving around so he doesn't feel any of the pain from growing the organs. But she's like, that's the only way you can kind of feel pain. So people have now equated that with, you know, Kristen Stewart's in this, who is fucking phenomenal in this. She's a supporting role as like a bureaucratic. Uh, bureaucrat and she's like this mousy kind of like nerdy character with these cut phrasings her phrasing is crazy how she speaks in this Mm -hmm. and it's consistent she's unreal um, but anyway, she says surgery is the new sex, which is like the most Cronenberg line ever. <laughs> like crashing is new foreplay. Yeah. Surgery is, is new, new sex. sex. We exactly. all know this. <laughs> so uh, it becomes that, but it's also, it, it's kind of a, uh, a mystery about a dead child and what how that all relates and how this all comes together. It, it feels almost like um, a greatest hits in a way. It, it has echoes of Videodrome and Dead Ringers and 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 definitely existence and crash, which I guess he wrote it, 
right after he finished those two. So you could kind of see like this mm. is he was on this mindset, like the gun in Existence with the teeth or whatever. Yeah. Like shit looks like that. He's got this feeding machine that looks like a skeleton thing that's like rocking him around the whole time and that's like feeding awesome. him and it seems painful him eating. He's having to like move his his whole throat. Vigo like j- like throat must be fucked. It's like George Clooney and, and Sirianna or whatever, where he gained all that weight mm-hmm. and then it fucked up his back forever and it took him like a decade to get it back. And he was like, I'm never doing this to my body ever again. Yeah. Vigo's going to be saying that shit because probably his throat is fucked for life. Oh. Because hmm. he's doing this crazy <laughs> over and over. <laughs> so his, his performance is, is kind of, it, it's funny too. He's like, mm. he's actually uh, funny. Like there's, there's like a, almost like a makeout scene and, and it gets kind of awkward at the end. He's like, sorry, I'm not so good at the, the old sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it has this greatest uh, hits type of vibe. It's got a very painterly look. It's very cool uh, in, in terms of like composition. There, there is maybe some, even though some of the stuff with, there's like this crime story going on and as well, I don't know if that works as well. Sometimes it feels like, you know, ground tread more originally, potentially before. But I will say this. We saw this movie, and it was, there wasn't many people there. there. There was like six of us that had gone, and then a couple mm. other people in the theater. One guy that must have not liked it. You know, there was a child autopsy, and while it was going on... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wait, did you see this on Sunday or what, yeah. buddy? <laughs> the child autopsy is fucking... Brutal. Is like, it rough? Yeah. So there's there's some stuff in here. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's walkout ca- yeah. con film festival. I, I think all that shit is so like. Yeah, but I could. I bet there were walkouts, but they mm-hmm. then build it up, right? Of course, like, they want people to walk out, right? Um. Uh. But yeah, I I I, I well, I left the theater thinking, oh, like I almost walked out during Aliens versus Predator, and it wasn't because it was a shocking movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Anyway, sorry. Not enough, not enough new sex in that one. I remember <laughs> you saying. Um, I'm gonna give it seven point five, but I, I will say I've been thinking about this, and I was talking to a friend last night who was at the the show with me. I haven't stopped thinking about this movie and the layers of the movie, and like, oh, that was a cool scene, or like how that was done was super cool. It just felt like a little uh, bit more minor than these other all those movies that yeah, I yeah that's what I've been hearing like I've been hearing people liked it but I haven't heard too many people enamored like it's one of those films like it sounds like it's one of those films that may sneak in like ended top 10 best of yeah. the year list but I don't see it being like number one or two for anyone which yeah I don't I like you know yes yeah, so, like again I'm giving it 7.5 I think yeah. this is really yeah. really good I, and hey give the man fucking cash all the money he wants because like we're not gonna get well, yeah, he's, he's doing that yeah. episode of that Del Toro anthology mm-hmm. series. I know he directed one for that. And supposedly, there's already a new movie. Yeah, in he's the got works. a new movie. Oh, sweet. You know. I always find that strange. I know we've talked about it before, but it, I know like these guys don't have you know maybe can't bring in the audience that some young guys do, but they still must have. You know, if you're giving them like a five million dollar budget, like you don't need to, these guys yeah. aren't spending a shitload of money. Well, he, uh, like his, like you could tell this was not like a huge budget. All the no. actors are taking discounts to work with them. Like I just find it hard to believe that you can't give him ten million. Well, I guess he went him. to Netflix and they just kept no. Nope, yeah, nope. yeah, they turned everything down. No, nope. so he had he had kind of like a development deal, and they just and I, I think they said he was it was five years of development like hell. Oh, so he's like had all these ideas, like yeah, because he no. had a show. 
and he worked mm-hmm. on it. And they and this is early when they were greenlighting. Yeah, everything. everything. And they were all about the art. Yeah, now yeah. they've they actually just recently announced that they're done with uh, giving our, our artists money to yeah. do their their passion oh. projects. They yeah, no more like the Irishman. Yeah, the Scorsese mm. Irishman will be the last they ever do that. They're, they're, who knows, Netflix, man. They're, they're in a precarious... In a, they're a mess right now. Yeah. But, but I guess uh, it took him a while to develop the show, and by the time he did it, their policies had completely changed. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, they probably had Sense8 go out, and, and everyone was like, this is weird. Like, we're not watching yeah. this or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see him back. It's still like... Yeah, it's a really. really I think good his movie. son's working on a movie too, so there's gonna be a lot yeah. of Cronenberg oh, in the next. Coming and years. and it, I thought his last one, Possessor, was I enjoyed that was a, a huge step up from yeah. his first movie, Antiviral. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to see how he's gonna keep growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So from 1985, I watched Witness. Speaking of Vigo oh, Mortensen, with, uh, <laughs> with Harrison Vigo was in that. Yeah, he's like this crazy Amish guy just in the background. You're like. Vigo Mortensen, then like he has a line like, "Oh, it's fucking Vigo." Oh, crazy! Uh, have you seen this? You guys have checked this out. I, or no, I, yeah, no. million years ago. So what happens is uh, there's this like Amish family who's on their way to uh, California to visit. Like as they're waiting at the train station, the one young fella he witnesses a murder. And he sees a and, Oh, yeah, happen. the guy goes, welcome to the OC, bitch. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> get out your ass to Chino, is what he says. I uh, know, and then, like, okay, they come in, like, they get, oh, you, can you ID this guy? So Harrison Ford takes him into the station, and, like, mm. he's a little bit of a fish out of water. All the cops are kind of like, oh, he's a cute kid, and all the criminals are like, giving him the hard time. He's like, oh, he's a fucking Amish. Get out of here. So uh, it turns out that the whole, uh, the guy was an undercover cop that got murdered, and uh, this goes way higher than we think it does, because it's uh, Cops have killed this guy because uh, oh, they're running it. Uh, Danny Glover is one of the bad guys in this. Who I'm, I'm on a Danny Glover like string, man. He's doing so many cool movies from 1985. Eh? Have you seen any? No, he's oh. not been in anything. Okay. Yeah, me yeah. neither. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's been like four that I've checked out. I'm like, oh, cool, Danny Glover. All right. So, anyways, uh, he he has uh, Harrison Ford has no like allies in the police force that he can trust. So he has to bring this kid back to the actual office country. So it's like a fish out of water. He has to learn how to Tim going take, undercover, isn't it? Take well, he's not undercover. He's hiding because yeah. that's pretty much if they find him, they're going to kill the kid and him. Right. So it's him versus the world. But he has to fit in with these guys like in a fish out of water thing. And he's kind of got the hots for this uh, the mom of the kid who's a uh, witness the murder, which is uh, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, McGillis. McGillis from and Top she's kind of cute in this. Yeah. yeah, like a lot harder than she wasn't tough gun to be quite honest with you so they got this whole like uh will thou won't thou uh samson and uh dianovich <laughs> i worked on that joke all week guys <laughs> anyways i'm sure somebody out yeah, there is yeah, gonna yeah. care like about sam that sam and diane but like uh yeah yep. samson and uh diana <laughs> or what i would have you screw yeah you should have worked on this one screw, harder man screw you guys <laughs> <laughs> when you have to explain your joke yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this actually just came to me so um yeah uh, and he's yeah. backpedaling. He's backpedaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was, I, I was off the cuff, guys. Off the cuff. I want to go live with the Amish. I don't have to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> You're more of a Quaker yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of the shifty Mennonites. I, I like to like gamble and roll or, them. Or bones. the Shakers that don't exist, but they <laughs> they create those great chairs. Yeah, and then they they move. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, cool movie. Uh, Harrison Ford's kind of a badass. He always plays a badass. I kind of want to go on like a run of his too. Like, I don't think I've seen. Um, Frantic yet? So I'm like, all oh, right, Fran- yeah, Frantic. Check that out next. That's a Polanski, I believe. Oh yeah. Oh, right. I've never seen that one either. Yeah, Frantic, and then and then presumed innocent or presumed innocent Polanski. They did. They released him on a double feature. I think Frantic oh, is yeah? the Polanski one. I've seen that. Is it cool? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So I'm giving this a seven point five. Yeah, I dug it, man. Nice. It's just a cool action run. Cool. 
Uh, I'm going to continue 1985. I actually had a Viggo Morrison, but I'm going to talk about it next oh, week. Oh, no. I almost could have. It, it, sorry. Uh, but I watched another 85 movie, uh, Rappin'. <laughs> Mario Van Thiebel? Like, as in rapping, like rap music. Uh, yeah, directed by Joel. Glad S- you clarified that for people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. isn't a Christmas movie. They're yeah. not rapping. Yeah, like, well, I described it to someone else, and they're like, they're trying to like read out to me yeah. how, and I'm like, no, rapping, like R A P P I N. So just to be clear, like uh, wrapping it up? Yeah. So directed by Joel Silberg, uh, who did break in, I guess. I didn't realize. So this <laughs> Wait, is- wait. Does this guy have something against the letter G? Yeah. <laughs> I guess this was a bit, dance movies were a big thing. I watched mm-hmm. Delivery Boys like a couple of weeks ago, which was about break dancing. Yeah, they did the break in movies. There's a couple of dance movies. I can't remember them all. Oh, there was break in two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, so I guess this is technically break in three, I found out. Oh, uh, break in three. Even though there's no connection. I think the only connection is Ice T is in like both of them. He is a bit part in this. I think Ice T actually wrote and possibly did the rapping that Mario Finn Peebles does. Like he voiced over him. Oh, awesome. So I, I don't know. I didn't think they were that good. Have you guys but... heard my iced tea impression? No. It's not personal. It's just business. Huh? Pretty good, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was getting real fucking worried there for a second. Um, <laughs> Kyle, do not yeah. <laughs> do your iced tea, please. Uh, why does your iced tea sound like Martin? Um, uh, so I'll just say, this might be like the most Fucking positive, wholesome movie ever. Oh, yeah? Like, I just fucking... I'm the, I'm sure listeners can tell. I'm a miserable old bastard. I hate everything. You just need more rap music in your life. You like positive things, though. No. Uh, <laughs> this film... <laughs> Mr. Like, Christmas? Yeah, that's true. This film with the... Speaking of Christmas, this was like the Grinch, man. It kind of made my heart, like, grow. It just, like... It's so wholesome. So Mario Van Peebles plays this John Hood who just got out of, uh, I think, 18... Uh, no, not this. That's a different movie. He's got out of prison for however long. Um, but they're gonna be like, he just got out of prison in 1886. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he's transported magically to the 1980s. Yeah, I was getting it mixed up with a western film. But uh, they, they, his nickname is Rappin' Hood. Oh, that's like amazing. Robin Hood because he gives like this wholesome rapper that gives back to the poor. So like, yeah, he's. He gets in like street fights with people, but instead of like a fist fight, they'll get into like a rap off oh, or a, a dance battle? off. And there's like these greedy land developers that are, um, I guess they're they're trying to like shut down the shut library? down all the poor people and kick them out of the apartments and they turn off the heat, the shitty landlord. So like he they fucking steal like they get one of their the girls that's like a prostitute or something to to get the guy away from the truck and then they steal the truck and they <laughs> give all ever the whole apartment's heat. <laughs> Like it's it's so wholesome. There they there's a scene where they go and visit their buddy who's working at a grocer, uh, a grocery store. He's like working in the back of the warehouse part of it, and their one friend who's this big fat guy just likes to eat. Yeah. So it goes into a rap song. Uh, what's it called? Fucking um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, snack attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's they sing about having a snack attack. I wrote it down. A real fresh salad dressed or nude. When it comes right down to it, the boy loves food. Snack attack. <laughs> like how he right. like snack attack. He's a big guy rapping <laughs> yeah. about salad. Yeah. Open up, stuff it down, eat him up, wash it down. He's having a snack attack. So this is all them kind of singing about him, but then he gets in his rant about eating food too. And and yeah, it's just like this that's what this is. And then like so that guy loses, gets fucking fired from his job. And he's like, it's okay, guys. And then they they stilled some food to be like a fuck you to the the grocer but then they're like we got to give this food to the poor so they go around each house giving it to the poor like it's 
These guys are just so fucking kind and, and wholesome dudes, man. And and then so the poor is notorious for having snack attacks. Yeah. Is the fat fella like the little John in this Robin Hood tale? I, maybe, I guess. Yeah, yeah I never yeah. put that. I, yeah, you could probably maybe put together Find all them. the, yeah, the Who's Robin Who's Friar Hood Tuck? Yeah, Ice T? Maybe. Probably. Ice T's because, like, I guess his kind of girlfriend uh, from the book of revelation she uh <laughs> she works at like a record company she and so they're he's I, I don't know i guess he's trying to get a record deal or something and then mary van people is gonna get it though because he's a great rapper like the whole thing it's almost like a musical in that like he'll just walk down and start rapping he goes and meets up and there's like these little kids like eight-year-olds and they're like on the street next thing you know he's rapping about colors <laughs> like awesome. blue and yellow walking down the street i feel it feels like something you'd see so like there's a no s- body sus- count sus- in this, right? uh, sus- no this is body like count body count no, totally wholesome motherfuckers <laughs> I honestly, I think Golan and Glob- Globus, who did uh, Canon, this is their film. I honestly think they put together this film saying, we can fucking change the world. We're going to make the world a better place with this film. I honestly, if you watch the documentary Electric Boogaloo, yep. I bet you that's what these guys made this mm. film thinking they were going to do. Like They were thinking this film is going to be huge and it's just going to have this positive effect in the world. Obviously it didn't because we are where yeah. we are. Uh, which and, is unfortunate. And, and was it? But, was it? Uh, uh, did it make money? I, I like. I think. I think it did pretty good. Yeah. Like. I think. I don't think it did huge numbers. I think this is kind of the end of the the dance. Like. I think it only lasted five years. I think. Yeah. Oh, Beach Street was the other music one. I don't know. If Footloose was around this time. Yeah. There was a lot of like movies about rapping, break dancing, dance yeah. competition. Oh, even girls. I talked about the, the other. Girls Couple just want to have girls fun. Girls want to have fun is about them entering a dance competition. I guess all this shit was huge at that time. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, like, I, I like like late 80s, early 90s, like that kind of fun rap. I never got into like the gangster rap or anything. So then, you, I don't you know. don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, the guy I couldn't pronounce? Uh, RZA. RZA. <laughs> RZA, yeah. Um, I don't, I had fucking fun with this. It just made me want to like go and rap. start like helping poor people and painting people's fucking fences that you know just do good in the world yeah. which like start off with mine probably because it's a piece yeah. of shit <laughs> or maybe you should start paint, painting people wa- as wagons like yeah well. yeah there we go there we go yeah. but i'm gonna give this uh seven out of ten like i it's, it's not good, eh? i can't say it's an amazing movie but like i don't know man i think you'll have fun with this i, I think if you're in that right mood which i guess i was man it just yeah. just put a smile on my face for the hour and whatever it is hour and a half not a great movie, but like fun. The wholesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, I also, uh, I, I'm still on a <laughs> you 2014. You say rapping right now. I'm going to go down and smack <laughs> Now I, I want to talk about rapping <laughs> yeah. for at least 10 minutes because I, I don't think Kyle talked about the wholesome. He, he was, he was kind of negative about it. Uh, no, I, I'm going to talk about an, another actually like, I, I don't know, like just technicolor dream inspired movie everything everywhere all at once okay i've heard fantastic things so about these this. are the daniels who directed swiss army knife which i really really mm-hmm. uh, liked quite a bit with uh, a couple years ago they uh, you know i've kind of gone away this is the big metaverse uh starring michelle yao uh and and also oh now i can't remember his name from uh uh Data from the the Goonies, uh, Ki Hu Kwan, and he's all from uh, Temple of Dune. Mm-hmm. Nice. Short so, round. So bring him back after all these years for this movie, and he's fan 
fantastic in this as the husband. Crazy. And the husband basically all of a sudden, like, you know, things aren't going well. It's his family that has this laundromat. You know, things haven't panned out as, as well. But then this other guy comes in who you instantly know this can't be the same dude, mm. like just his energy. And he's saying, like, you're going to go to this meeting, you need to do these things. And, and it's basically like, if you don't do this, the whole fucking universe, all, all of these away. universe are, are fucked. Uh, and then uh, you also got uh, James Hong is the grandfather who's great. Jamie Lee Curtis, who is this IRS like stooge who then turns into like this badass warrior at some time. And you realize that people can go in and take over bodies in different ways of their other selves selves. Hmm. Uh, and so it's a great idea. And it yeah, it's is weird. This came out like around the same time as the Dr. Strange multiverse. Yeah. Like, and they both look like mind fuck weird ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one like just keeps something. going and going and going. Uh, it's, uh, like, like, is it a comedy? It's it a- really funny. It's got martial arts and action mm. and, uh, and, and heartfelt family dynamics. The, the only, I, I think the, the husband, the, the daughter also plays a huge role in this and the, the way that she's not connecting necessarily to her daughter, uh, her daughter, who, Stephanie, uh, Sue plays it, who's also on Mrs. Maisel and she's fantastic on that show and she's really great and this is the daughter. Everybody is really great in this. Even Jenny Slate, who has like a small role, is yeah. big nose. That's her name in this because <laughs> that's what they say in, in Chinese. <laughs> okay. Because she, she's there, but she's kind of an asshole customer yeah. in the laundromat. Um, but yeah, like you, it basically starts and you get, it's in three parts. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Hmm. And by the end, it is the most frantic, entertaining Non-stop shit happening for oh, I can't the movie went like this we we like it snapped by is and, it like a kaleidoscope that you're it's watching over two two yeah it's kind of like a kaleidoscope mm-hmm. for two and two hours and ten minutes it doesn't take a breath and it's really successful at doing oh wow that's a twenty four as well and, yeah, oh. a, a, yeah yeah right, it's a twenty right. I think it's a, their most successful movie of all time yeah uh, and it. it it started small, like they did. They, they didn't expect it to do yeah, this. It kind of grew on, on word of mouth, which is rare these days. Uh, yeah, it's, super rare. Twenty twenty two that came out last 2022. year. Twenty twenty two. Oh, awesome. it started like uh, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. The Playhouse in Hamilton just got it, uh, so we were there on opening yeah. night. Great crowd that's really into it, uh, and all the kind of twists and turns. Um, I'm gonna give it eight point five, and I was. Uh-huh. Leaning nine, wow. uh, and I could see it going up on a rewatch. There was a few things I thought of later, and I was like, "Was that necessary? Did that actually make like?" Mm-hmm. But there's like fucking weird things where all of a sudden they go into a new new um, you know, universe where everybody has hot dog fingers for hands. <laughs> it's like an episode of Rick and Morty, uh, it? <laughs> and, and like just like the imagination of this movie mm-hmm. is unlike. Anything and 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 you could say that about Swiss Army Man. You like like that? Didn't like that movie? It was just. Did you guys see? I that loved one? it. No. Loved it. Oh man, yeah. yeah you got to watch that. That's that's fantastic. Daniel Radcliffe 10, actually. and Paul Dano yeah. in that are both mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, like, and that's another one. They're like a farting corpse. Hmm. It should be stupid, St- horrible, but they're heartfelt yeah. movies. They really have emotion. They're just not aimless like visual ma- like mm-hmm. uh, stimuli there there's a real story and a real plot and i feel like this one is going to just like 
it asks you to watch it multiple times because there's mm-hmm. so many different things happening. Yeah, there's there's like this Northman and X that either just came out on Blu-ray or are coming out like in the next week or two mm-hmm. that I, I kind of want to, I'm excited to grab Check all those. Out. Like I don't normally grab too many new movies, you know, other than like the, the couple that I yeah. love. But this one, I'm, I'm kind of, I might I might drop the uh, money instead of waiting for streaming. We'll this see. has been... Because uh, it seems like everyone that I've seen seem to really like it. it. So I haven't seen, I don't know if I've seen too many people that. Yeah. Like this is one that even when people are like, not, you know, maybe wanting like Mm -hmm. go, there's, there's definitely people that go, Oh, this is the cool thing. I'm going to fuck. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I could have any idea who you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't actually referencing Kyle. uh, 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 Yeah. I might might say that once I see it, we'll see. But, uh, I, I felt joy coming out of the theater with this, but also like, Something deeper, and I, I can't wait to rewatch. I'll probably rewatch this movie before the year end, which you don't. I don't see about it. Mm. Some movies you're just like, I am. I get this. Like this one, just like there's so the much. Minute you being walk out, you want to check you. it out again, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah, and James Hung, by the way, finally got his, his star. star in the Walk of Fame, which is cool. Oh, cool! It's crazy it's taken that guy that long. This guy, he's done like a hundred and something yeah, movies, hasn't he? Like, and and I think three hundred appearances total. Okay, or something. Well, yeah. I, so yeah, even more than I thought. Well, he and the '80s was like again, like you know, there was like what five like Asian yeah. guys that were in every single fucking movie. It's kind of like you know, if you need an Asian guy, you got this guy, this guy, this guy to choose. It was from. it was the TV shows when I looked at him, and he's ninety or whatever right now, and he's in this movie, and they're asking him to not just do nothing in this movie. He is in Big Trouble in Little China, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's the main. I believe he's the main. Yeah, he's the main. He's that uh, Lopan. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing him all the time. Mm-hmm. He was like a guy that like you didn't know his name, but he's in everything. But he was in everything. Um, do you, do you have anything? Four hundred and fifty-three. That's crazy. Credits. That's yeah, why the fuck did it take this long? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Silverado. Speaking of uh, Danny Glover, oh cool! I'm hoping to, to check, this check this out. It was uh, soon. Fun. I feel like uh, this. Um, Fellas kind of uh, on their way to uh, their certain destinations. One guy has to spring his brother, uh, who's Kevin Costner. I forget the cat's name. Or Ke- Kevin Klein. No, Kevin Costner is also in this. Kevin oh. Klein is the other fella mm. who he meets. Uh, oh, yeah, they meet and they yeah. need to swap wives. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? Yeah. It's, it's the Western version <laughs> yeah, of consenting yeah, yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. This is Silverado. Very nice. Let's do an episode on it. <laughs> yeah, so these guys on the way they uh, become mercenaries. And Scott it's, Glenn, you forgot? Don't mention. Yeah, that's that's a okay, fella sorry. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, he's he's cool. Yeah, so it's these four fellas. They meet up and they become mercenaries. Uh, this one family's on their way to Silverado. They get uh, bamboozled by these guys. Like, yeah, hey, we'll protect you. They just end up robbing them, so they go and they find the money and they get to Silverado. And this whole thing plays out where the Silverado's an evil town. The story's kind of cool. It is a bit long-winded, and I find the actual interaction between all these characters isn't quite there, but I kind of enjoyed the action sequences, <laughs> so I'm going to give it a seven. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I watched this with my dad when mm. I was a kid, but I, I don't really have like a love for it. Because I, I saw some, uh, I, when we were doing the 85 stuff, and mm. I, I was looking at some stuff online, and I saw some like stills, and I was like, I've seen this. It's crazy how star-studded this movie is. Like, John Cleese makes an appearance like, Oh shit, John Cleese and uh, Brian Dennehy's the uh, mayor or the corrupt mayor. Of right, town. that was one of the photos I saw. Yeah. It was him 
in, mm. in, in, talking to somebody. It was like, I've seen this yeah. fucking movie. Uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum comes in as a slick mail carrier. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I watched this for the first time, I think, last year. Okay. So I, I, I just had watched it, so I, I don't need mm. to watch it. I, I, I think I remember feeling the same way, like, I liked it. I I, I liked like I, I know I like these movies where you get a big stars and yeah. you throw them like five of them in a western. I'll talk a bit about that later on uh, next episode. Yeah. But uh, I it just didn't. I, uh, this one doesn't have. Yeah, this one doesn't. Like I think they they were fun, but it, there was something like I agree there was something missing that like it was all good, but there was nothing that like really made it amazing. Mm. Like the action scenes were pretty good, but. You know, I, I don't know. I remember yeah. just missing something that they made didn't it have special. the chemistry that you were li- really looking for. Okay, well, I watched. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll cover. I got two final westerns to talk about. I got one more. Okay, um, so I watched more Dead Than Alive from 1969. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if is it a spaghetti western or American western. I'm not too sure. It stars Clint Walker, who um, I feel like I've talked about like a bunch recently. He did like Scream of the Wolf, which was a TV movie. He did Killed Ozer, which is another crazy. TV movie about a killer Kill bulldozer. <laughs> and uh, Keto put it out on Blu-ray, actually. Awesome. And Snow Beast, which is one I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a guy that, yeah, I've been seeing a lot lately. Mm-hmm. He's, he's fine. Uh, Vincent Price is in there, which is awesome. kind of cool in a Western. Uh, and Francis, Paul Hampton. Uh, so the story is Kane is, uh, this is the guy that I was talking about that was released from prison. He's released from prison after 18 years. Um, wants to settle down. Vows to never touch a gun again. Um, wants to be done with that life, but he meets Vincent Price. Vincent Price, like, is a sh- this showman. He runs this um, traveling, like a Wild West kind of a. Uh, it's like a traveling shooting yeah. show where he sets up shop. Wild Bill Hillcock's in there. He has a guy, yeah, like an expert marksman, and he just like shoots various things, mm-hmm. and people, you know, pay to get in and watch this. And he he's, he wants to get Kane because Kane's this fucking known killer. This will bring in huge numbers. But again, Kane's like, uh, no, I'm not touching guns. I want to get get that, forget that part of my life, move on. And Vince Price kind of says, like, ah, it's it's not going to happen. Like, you're always, you're never going to be able to leave it. That's going to haunt you. You're never going to be able to forget that past. No one's going to want to hire you as soon as they find out who you are and whatnot. And he's right. I mean, he keeps on getting these jobs and he keeps on not working out for whatever reason. As soon as people find out who he is, they don't want a, a killer working for them. Uh, so he ends up working for Price, and this pisses off the young um, hotshot, this kid Billy Valance. Who is a he's a great like sharpshooter and he kind of goes on like I'm better than and he is like Kane hasn't fucking touched a gun in 18 years he's rusty like the film we're gonna talk yeah. about uh, soon it, this, this actually film this kind of has some some of the stuff in yeah comments. there seems a, there's a few similarities yeah. Uh, but yeah the, this hot shot kid man he kind of says like you know you what you're doing is like a game this is like playing with toys or something like you've never killed a man until you've yeah. actually killed a man you're not a gunfighter. <laughs> And uh, and there, there's some stuff too where they they're playing off each other, like taunting each other and stuff. Um, uh, and yeah, I don't I don't want to say too much else. Like it gets, I'll just say this kid is like has fucking mental problems, and it gets like, you know, he he's crazy and he's ready to snap at, at any second now. Um, so it's just, it's kind of this weird like fun '60s kind of Vincent Price like western, but then it kind of goes other places. And it's where the, this kid, this Paul Hampton plays this kid. At sometimes it's like, is that a really terrible performance or a really great performance? Because he'll do like these, line. he'll do these things where he kind of freaks out, and it like seems like a bad performance. But then it's like, no, it kind of like makes sense. And when you think about it, like that, that character is just fucked up. I don't know. It kind of worked for me. I'll say the ending. It was kind of like cool and shocking. That was a, a nice surprise. Um, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed, it. It wasn't great. I mean, again, it was kind of like. Again, it was when I go into westerns, I want like some cool action scenes. Yeah. This is not an action. It's more of like 
a psychological drama that happens to take place in the West. West. So again, kind of like where's the yeah. movie we're going to talk about? Maybe it's not necessarily an action movie. It's you know a, dr- a drama that takes place in the West. I'm going to still give it six and a half. I, I didn't love it. it. It gets like six and a half, maybe even almost ten. It's almost like there, but uh, it was just again kind of missing like Silverado. Like it was good, but it needed that something to push it over. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it was kind of interesting for. It's one you don't really hear anyone talking about. Kino yeah. put that one out on Blu-ray. I also watched The Outlaw Josie Wales from 1976. Oh, yeah. So this is early. Clint Eastwood directed mm. and stars. This is, I think, um, a, uh, the second Western he directed after High Plains Drifter. Yeah. Oh, really? My, the, the guy I work with kept on, like, this is one of his favorites that he grew up with. Um, you could, I think you mentioned, like, you can kind of tell he's not quite there directing. Like, it, it's good, but it's not great. You know what I mean? Like, he's still, I feel like he's still figuring out stuff with mm. this one. And um, but yeah, and this this story, um, uh, yeah, it may be lacking the confidence. I think that you find in like Unforgiven, maybe, um, like th- there's some choices here that I don't know. Anyways, Eastwood plays this farmer who right from the beginning, like you don't even get to know anyone. No, he's there. He goes to cut wood, cut wood, and his wife and son are murdered by some Union militants. Uh, dr- this is during the Civil War, so he ends up joining the Confederate soldiers. And then, so you get a montage. They're going to war. He becomes a good marked, uh, good gunman. Um, some say one of the best. And then, but the uh, the Confederates lose the war, but they're promised uh, amnesty if they surrender. So they go and surrender, and they're all slaughtered. Uh, he escapes, but everyone's after him. And he he also kind of wants revenge, but also just wants to go get away and yeah. start a new life. Um, and it's kind of weird. So it's like this kind of perfect blend of like it's it's got the spaghetti western, but it doesn't have that full like. Whereas Once Upon a Time in the West, that's yeah. like full Italian spaghetti western. Yeah. It has like aspects of that, but it still has like the American kind of fun. Action. It has like the fun action. Well, it almost feels like I know he thinks. Uh, Don and Sergio mm-hmm. in in Unforgiven, Don Siegel and, and Sergio. This one, this one actually feels more like those two influences together. Where Unforgiven feels like, oh, he's a fully realized version of yeah. himself. Yeah, this feels like you've got the spaghetti western and you've got Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah. and it. it- it's 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 fun. I mean, I don't know. To, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just, really it's a, moves at a quick it's, pace. It's an action. It's more of an action. Like there's always cool action. He's got like some cool one liners, and it's just kind of weird mix. So where like it will do like it opens up with his fucking wife and son being murdered, which is brutal. And then there, there's a couple rape scenes oh, too. Yeah. Like it doesn't fully go there, but it almost happens, which is like. That's you know, why you wanted to talk about this instead of the yeah, other yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get our we quota. We need to say that like uh, at least once. Um, but then it goes to. But then it's kind of like this silly, fun action movie because what happens is he's just his goal is just I want to get to this destination, but people keep on like end up joining his tr- tr- like trek his his journey, yeah. mm-hmm. and by then he's got all these different people. Like there's this great. Um, uh, this old karaoke old man, and there's great stuff there where he's like trying to sneak up and kill him, like for the first couple times they meet. But like he he's awesome, like he stole the show for me. He's a lot of fun in this. Uh, so he, they build a friendship, and then this other woman joins it, and then they end up saving these 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 rich these rich people. And she's like this old this old woman that's like this rich old woman, but now she's just trying to survive, so she has to adapt. And she, oh, be- yeah, she forgot all about she, that. She, she's so fun too. Like I thought she was great. Like it, it almost becomes almost like I've probably haven't seen this in, in like fifteen years. But like a lot of this is back. pretty vivid. Yeah, uh, like it, it feel it definitely feels more like lighthearted and fun by the end of it. Like you, it's not like you, you're not worried that much. But again, like it has those other moments. Like almost it feels almost like jarring. I like got a place at times like two different kind of tones. But I, I don't know. Yeah, 
I just had a blast with it. I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun, fun I western. Like that, eh? I'd probably be very similar. Mm-hmm. So I got I got one more to, okay. to fit in. So yeah. you were talking about an odd child performance, right? In in the the other western you were, you were just mentioning. Yeah. Well, sorry, the child as in like the guys like probably 30 playing right. its early 20s he, or something right. or 18. No, no, actually, no, he's supposed to be, I think, 16 because he can't, there's a scene where he can't get a drink at the bar. and he, Okay. Yeah. I, it sounded like he was like, this yeah, is yeah. not as young as w- w- what I'm going to talk about. My Life as a Dog, uh, and this is uh, Swedish director Lassie Hallstrom, who- Lassie's the director that directed My Life as yeah. a Dog? Yeah, and, and, and he ends up doing Hatchy as well with so that- Lassie biopic? Yeah, he loved, and, and A Dog's Purpose. So this guy definitely, his Has name a... connected some- This sounds like thing. it's like a dog yeah. secretly in a human outfit. Yeah, <laughs> with like, like a suit. It, it, you know, he, so basically this guy kind of makes, uh, I wasn't really that excited to watch this because he makes like, I don't know, mostly sh- slocky yeah. Dear John or Chocolat or Safe Haven, all these kind of like stupid yeah. Hollywood nothing gloppy but. movies. But this is, you know, made in his homeland. It's a boy, uh, he's obsessed with comparing himself to other people uh, less fortunate people, like oh, this train accident killed all these people. So at least I'm not them, or, or like uh, these. He knows all these wild facts. He's a strange kid, and he's very strange in the fucking movie. And it opens. It's a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. Opens up. It's him and his brother. His brother's the fucking worst. His mom <laughs> has some sort of disease that she's dying from, and they're obnoxious. And I'm going. I don't think I'm going to... Is this 2022? This is 1985. Okay. Uh, uh, 1985, uh, yeah. So this is for our 1985 series. It's coming up the best of 1985 yeah, yeah. in about a month. Uh, uh, I don't know if this will make it. But anyways, he gets sent off because he's he's bad and he's doing all these bad things. And it's just like that other movie. At first I was like, ah, oh, this kid, he's so fucking weird and he's doing all these weird things and... And, and then, then you started relating to him, and you're like, wait, that was me as yeah. a child. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're kids. They do fucking weird Yeah, kids things. are weird, man. They can't, like, figure it out. So he ends up going to the small village for the summer to live with his uncle, and the whole town is there, and everybody is fucking weird and eccentric. It's one of those movies where you got the guy that's just on the roof, and he fixes his roof all the time. That's all he does. He's just always doing it, and the, the guy downstairs mm. that wants the kid to read the brassiere magazines to him <laughs> you know he's reading them to him right yeah. like and he hides them under his pillow and then curses at the guy knocking out the door and his uncle's always doing weird stuff like he only plays this one record because it drives his wife crazy on the on the on the she's always nagging at him <laughs> uh, so, so like he's wait, wait wait one more was that bra a sears ad <laughs> oh. Not I, I, maybe the Sears equivalent in yeah. Sweden. Uh, so Sears, Sears. Uh, so you you then he's getting integrated and the kids of the town. He's starting to be there and there's this. Uh, they're playing soccer and the best soccer player. This it seems like it's a boy, but it's a it's a girl. This Tom tomboy who's great at that. She beats all the boys in boxing or whatever but it's also them like she's on the precipice where she's not gonna be allowed to, i think it's in the 50s not gonna be allowed to play sports anymore because, because she's, now a go, woman. she's gonna look like a woman yeah soon so it's them fighting all so these sorry feelings. is she playing and they think she's a boy they don't know but they don't care because oh, okay. she looks like a boy okay. now but the community won't allow it i thought it, what was that movie like in the Lady 80s Bugs. no that yeah <laughs> there's that one there's another one where yeah it's like i think it's amanda bynes isn't it? No, this is like 80s. It might have even been like 85 or 86. Yeah. Uh, but it, same thing where someone like 
Anyway. So, so she's not in disguise, but okay. she kind of is, right? Like she's yeah. she's definitely wants to do these things so she looks like a boy, acts like a boy, and always is fu- so they end up fighting, but they have a good relationship. And then he goes back home and his mother uh gets more sick. He starts he goes to somebody else that's supposed to be the caretaker, uh, and it it goes horribly wrong because he's a fucking weirdo kid and the wife doesn't understand him Mm -hmm. so he gets sent back here but now he's got to live with the old woman everything's changed the winter time things aren't as prosperous the uncle like clearly is didn't fix his roof he's a good guy no that's a guy across the street Uh. he's still working on the roof until he gets off the roof that guy and then goes like skinny dipping in the in the river or something in the winter like he's just like all these all these strange things are happening uh it it's almost like an overload of eccentricity occasionally. Mm-hmm. Does uh, it does it have like the dialogue? Does it seem like like if a dog was writing how humans would talk? <laughs> I'm still kind of thinking it. It could you know. be a dog. Uh, I, I don't. I should have got that quince. Like, <laughs> you can almost see. Well, what should this guy be fixing? Roof. Oh, way to go, buddy. Yes. Put him on the roof. Uh, yeah, it, it almost feels like, oh, yeah, of course this guy went to Hollywood afterwards because he's got those sensibilities in here, except that this is probably better than, this is definitely better than anything that he's, I haven't seen most of the movies, but I know those yeah. movies. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. It's wow. a really solid movie. I think it's it's different. It's It's got, it's really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I often have a sucker, uh, like I'm a sucker for coming of age when they do it well. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, uh, it, it won me over. Like, honestly, I'm 10 minutes in this movie. I'm like, turn it off. there's no way in fucking hell I'm going to end up liking this. Like, some of the stuff I kind of get. And then I got on the wavelength with it. And then he goes to this other small town. And it just started clicking. And I started looking at the stuff earlier and being like, oh, yeah. Like, he's just, he's daydreaming all these horrific events that people are going through. And his mom, it's all, all relating to that. And when he goes back, there's still a, more obnoxious there. Because they're they're mm. they're acting out, but you get it now, like it it, it hits. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, uh, uh, sh- should we get into? Yeah, let's get into. Uh, so we'll take a break. Let's, uh, Here's a trailer. I'll give you guys a free one. Uh, while while we play the trailer, right? Bang bang, shoot before, them up. Before you, you you know you do the killings for me, I'll give you a free one. Of course. Yeah, listen. Don't worry about the scars I, in my I, face. Listen, I wouldn't want it from Kyle, and uh, but if I had to pick between you two, I'd definitely go to you. But uh, because of my wife, I can't. Oh damn! Okay, yeah. uh, are you guys talking about blowjobs? I'm confused. We're talking about free ones. Yeah, free ones. You watch this movie, right? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe you can explain it. Uh, maybe I'm just out of it. Um, here's the trailer for Unforgiven for ni- from 1992. Step over to the office and get the bull whip. A whipping? That's all they get after what they've done. It was a matter of honor. They're paying a thousand dollars to whatever kills the two boys that cut up Delilah. In a time when lawmen were killers. What are y'all looking at? You English Bob. Outlaws were heroes. Well, I thought that you were dead. Hell, I even thought I was dead. Till I found out it was just in Nebraska. And a bad reputation. You're the one who killed William Harvey and robbed that train over Missouri. Was as good as gold. My guess is you're calling yourself Mr. William Money. Say what? You don't look no meaner than hell, cold-blooded damn killer. I ain't like that anymore, kid. Thousand dollars reward, Will. Nobody's gonna come. So you still have that Spencer rifle, huh? Yeah. He's my partner. He don't go, I don't go. 
would succumb to three ways. Just because we're going on this killing, that don't mean I'm going to go back to being the way I was. Are you really going to kill them, cowboy? I do not like assassins. Or men of low character. We ain't bad men no more. We're farmers. There are a lot of savages! A bunch of bloody savages! Assassins! Oh, I guess they have it coming. We all have it coming, Captain. Some legends will never be forgotten. Some wrongs can never be forgiven. These men don't want to get killed. Better clear on out the back. Unforgiven. William Money is a retired, once ruthless killer turned gentle whittler and hog farmer. To help support his two motherless children, he accepts one, he accepts one last bounty hunter mission to find the men who brutalized the prostitute. Joined by his former partner and a cocky greenhorn, he takes on a corrupt sheriff. Yes, we're talking oh, yeah. about Clint Eastwood's masterpiece, I guess, from 1992. Some mm. would say, argue masterpiece, and one of the last great westerns. I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't say it's the last great western, but uh, no, I, I, I think there's probably like a few more. True Grit, which we had yeah. up against this, I would, I would consider mm-hmm. a great western as well. I think mm. Hateful Eight, you could, is yeah. definitely a western. Yeah, I think is a really strong western. Mm-hmm. I think we think about it a lot more, but yeah. he, you know, Eastwood. Uh, when he was promoting this, he was basically saying, hey, this is like the last... Film I'll ever do, goddammit. Yeah, this is the last one I'm going to direct and star in. And the last Western I'll ever yeah. do and, at all. And it's not true. Other than, it yeah. is the last Western, though, right? 20 years to come on, he's still making movies, this motherfucker. And he's acting in them. Like, yeah. he said that with Gran Torino, too. Yeah. Like, I'll never mm-hmm. act in another movie. Mm-hmm. And then he did, like, the every, la- anything but The Curve or yeah. what a Trouble what with the, one, the Curve. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't the last one he the started? Mule, the I Mule, think. and he's the yeah. newest one. That's supposed to not be very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an East... I've always liked yeah, yeah, Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he definitely... Was uh, uh, he has done uh, decades upon decades worth of good work? And like he's got to be one of the best actor directors, mm-hmm. right? Like he, who can you think of that's as good for like acting cut catalog and directing catalog? Probably Kevin Costner, but other than yeah, that, yeah, and even no, I'm kidding about Kevin Costner. But <laughs> I think Kevin, yeah. uh, Kevin Costner's yeah. got a, well, Texas with Wolves, I guess, is considered yeah. classic Western, isn't yeah. it? Oh, I think that one the reputation has been. Tarnished. Yeah, tarnished. It still seems pretty high. I don't know. For um, anyway. Yeah, like I, I think that was the that that's there's only three westerns that have ever won the Academy Award, and it's that one and this one and and some movie from 1931 that never oh. no one's ever heard of. Uh, but Eastwood is kind of like not at a great part of his career at this point when he he makes this movie. He he, he makes him you know the movie with the orangutan. Any <laughs> like, which way but loose. And, and it, like, the, if you look at the the movies he's, he he makes just before this, he's in not like like he's not considered like a prestigious guy. Yeah. Um. But he, you know, this this he had been sitting with, and it, it was a uh, originally it was this was a, a movie that was going to be made by Francis Ford Coppola, I believe, yeah. in the early eighties. Yeah. Uh, this has been around for ages, right? Seventy seventy six. And with John Malkovich as uh, Malkovich oh, and Malkovich <laughs> said Coppola was never serious, I guess, about yeah. making the movie. He toyed with it, but he was like, "Thank God I didn't make this movie yeah. because I, I there's no way anybody else should have been doing it." And and Eastwood sat on it for many years too. Uh, originally he. He had an assistant 
like uh, or a reader for him mm. go oh this is no good you're not going to want to do this and it was another one of uh, i think it, uh, someone that was working for him that said no you really need to make this and and then he he felt he needed to be a little bit older like i think he had it in his mind that this is going to be this thing that ties together a lot of what i've been doing my whole life and and so this was written by david webb peoples which that guy did you look at his like blade runner filmography it's so oh, fucking wow. weird though so yeah. he did blade runner then Ladyhawk, which is kind of this weird like fantasy. Then Leviathan, which is like huh. a crazy horror kind of abyss alien ripoff. And then he does this. Then he does like Hero, which is not same year as this, which is okay. But like yeah. then Twelve Monkeys, which is pretty solid fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Soldier, the shitty like Kurt Russell huh. sci-fi. Like, and he Soldier this- originally they were trying to make it for the same year. And the guy mm-hmm. I, I I was listening to a, he. This guy also sounds like just a. A, a person you want to sit down and have have a uh, a beverage with and, and chat about like he's very entertaining mm-hmm. about how he's doing this. But he would write stuff, never think they were going to get made, and then all of a sudden they option this. Eastwood says, "Oh, I'm announcing Unforgiven." They say, "Oh, Hero, which you wrote a bunch of years ago, I'm going to do that." And Soldier, which he was mm-hmm. really excited about, and and, and they were going to all do them in the same year. I think Soldier is one of those films that I couldn't finish. Like I started and was like this off. Maybe I mean, like you know, maybe it might be better now. I like. Well, Russell, I guess but. the difference uh, for him is that this movie, and I think it was uh, Francis Farmer. Is that who's who plays uh, oh, Strawberry Alice? Yeah. Or um, you know, I'm th- talking. Th- that's about. the other one of the um, prostitutes. Yeah. Uh, but she said it's the first time she ever... Francis Fisher. Francis Fisher. Uh, thank you. I knew that I got that wrong. She said this was the first uh, movie that she looked at the script, the script that they were working off of. There was no revisions, no changes. Yeah. That's crazy. And and uh, I, I guess like it read like an, a novel to her, and everybody that was working on it was like, what? There's no pages missing? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you got that combined with Eastwood, who as a director... You know, he, he's very, almost the myth about him is he only shoots one or two takes, which uh, Saul Rubinick, who plays W.W. Uh, w. Beauchamp. Okay, yeah. Who's like the biographer for... <laughs> That's such like a smarmy dude. Like, you want to hate this guy, but you kind of understand where so he's coming from. So maybe we should go from. to Plop, and yeah, then yeah, I can yeah, talk yeah. about that a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, so the, the plot, it opens up, uh, these two uh, uh, characters are... Sleeping with women and the guy. Well, no, it starts off with like there once was a t- bad motherfucker oh, whose yeah, wife yeah. died. And yeah. I don't know why she married this bad motherfucker, but two years later she's dead, and he hasn't picked up a gun or touched alcohol. What well, does it say? Like his wife, his her mother. He hasn't yeah. told the mother, or she's coming down, or some mm-hmm. bullshit with the mother. She doesn't understand why she would. Yeah, yeah. why yeah. she would ever left, and they have yeah. no like. Mm-hmm. Th- and then he's on the farm with these these two kids. But yeah, it opens yeah. up these two people. There was some prostitutes. Something happened. Well, I guess you, she's giggling. You hear screaming. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you hear that's what happened. Sure. But you just hear screaming, and you come in, and he's cutting her up. Um, with the with the blade on her face, cutting her face for giggling up. that he's got a small small penis, penis mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, so the prostitutes and, and oh yeah, so they they call Gene Hackman gets called, who's the sheriff of the town, and he pretty much does kind of lets them off the hook. He says like, you know what, give them what do you? How many horses do you have? Give him your horses. And, you, and he almost we'll, like we'll call it a, there, there's a like there's there's definitely like an anti violence side to him. Like he's. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he seems kind of 
like as the quote unquote villain, he's not just a villain in this. No, and nobody it, is exactly it what is they seem. So cool because you kind of root for him for the first like three quarters of this movie. He's like, he's just a cool dude that yeah. like And then he goes one well, step. He's far. yeah, he's trying like his yeah. best to keep the town civilized. But it's but he rules. makes but yeah. Yeah, exactly and he and this and that decision is like mm-hmm. You understand why they're pissed about it, why that's not acceptable. Yeah. Like Yeah, they're basically like you know, we're we might be whores, but we're not we're not, we're not dogs. We're not yeah. horses. Yeah. He rides like horses, but he can't beat yeah. us like horses. So they 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 put all their money together, a thousand dollars and well, I think they're not quite a thousand dollars, but they're like, Well, we'll gain it. Yeah. Um and uh, they're gonna they pretty much get it out there that they're offering a thousand dollars for any any assassin that can come and, and kill these two mm-hmm. guys. So you have kind of people coming over from the different ta- outside towns you hear. There's a great, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Richard, Richard Harris? Harris's character, oh, Eng- yeah. English Bob. Bob. He's kind of like the first assassin that we see come over. So he's coming, and he comes with W.W. Beauchamp. Yeah, who's this? He's a, a, a biographer. Yeah, biographer who's, who's doing a story on him because he's this legendary... Uh, English, the, the Duke of Death. Yeah. yeah. So there's a great thing on the train where where uh, English Bob is just like nagging at these guys to talk about how great the, the moniker is. is and the queen is, yeah. and how <laughs> you would never assassinate uh, a king or queen, mm-hmm. but a president. You know why this? I mean, is this McKinley maybe that is mm-hmm. is is shot or? or uh, I guess Roosevelt's a bit too. Um, anyways, yeah. so it, 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 it's they're talking about this and they're getting upset, and then the biographer is there, and and originally he was supposed to be like all nervous and twitchy and mm-hmm. worried about things, and and the actor went up to Eastwood and he says, you know what, I I don't know if this like is totally right. And he just goes, huh, yeah, and he's Go like, yeah, I think. I think it should be, you know, more like, you know, he's cocky. He's like, he's very smart. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. He doesn't know anything about the West, mm-hmm. but he's going there and he thinks like, I'm going to get the real experience and I'm with this fucking, yeah, know, that, that, that's legendary came across, right? And, and Eastwood goes, yeah. So why are you telling me any of this? <laughs> and he was like, well, I thought you'd want to know. Like, and he was, uh, he's like, you're the, like in his head, he's like, yeah. you're the director. He says, I'm 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 putting this all together, but you're in charge of W. W. Beauchamp. That's you're awesome. you're you're ruling his world. I don't know how to play that guy. I hired you to know how to do that. And if I don't think you're doing something or I don't understand something you're doing, I'll let you I'll know. let you know. And he said it was like it, you you think this guy's just gonna be a control freak. And 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 the and the guy like the stoic figure that you see but he said he was like a jazz musician and how he does things. He's wanting to collaborate and grab these things and do all this this interesting stuff. I, there's 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 a part in the movie later where Gene Hackman isn't qu- they they want to change it so there's like a beat and it was one of the only notes he made and everybody knew this was a big thing and Gene's like, "Okay, what do you mean? Well, I need I need a, a scissor." And and ever and he knows, "Oh, a cut, so it's going to go there." But they've been doing this and and Hackman's been working on the rhythm of, of this line, and he can't do the beat, so they keep doing it and doing it over and over again. So Eastwood just, like, stops. He goes, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop shooting this scene. There's stuff I need to recalibrate. And before, they were shooting above his head on stilts, and he puts it on a dolly, and, he's getting re- and he does a dolly move in, so then Gene Hackman, being a, a film actor, knows that you've got to wait for the dolly to get to you, and you do the line. 
And Saul Rubinick was the yeah. was in the scene, and he, he says it's the only time I've seen a director change his direction so the actor would it would work to make sure his instincts were right. Usually, the it's, actor has yeah. to move around. So, like, he's way more intuitive than people give mm-hmm. him credit. Well, and, I guess he was an actor, and he kind of understands. That's what like, he's, he's, he's the care in this movie yeah. too, right? Apparently, uh, Jeremy Irons, I guess, was considered for, for English, Bob. English Bob, which could have been yeah. interesting. I could see that. But Harris is it's, so good. It's, yeah, he, he kind of is one of my favorite roles in the film. Mm-hmm. I, I would say him and and, uh, and, and Hackman as uh, Little, Bill. Little Bill kind of fucking steals the, the movie for me. I think this is one there of his is best It's such a reserved thing with Gene Hackman. It's so good. He's like, I want to build my roof, man. The guy's like calling him He didn't want to yeah. do this movie. That's crazy. Because... I guess Gene Hackman gives very few interviews, but mm. he didn't like that he was known as a guy that shoots a gun at people. So he didn't like oh, that. like anti-gun violence. Yeah, so and he, he thought yeah. he uh, Eastwood had to convince him that, no, this movie does uh, not it, promote gu- it's guns. It's not glorious like, not for glorious. anybody. Death is, is something in this yeah. movie that is grisly and terrible and... And you're not going to want, and and you basically have like this guy that comes to Eastwood's farm. He's this green mm-hmm. greenhorn mm-hmm. dude who's like, yeah, I've killed so many people. Look at these. <laughs> yeah, I've killed five people like already, and mm-hmm. like with you and me, yeah. we're going to get these guys no problem. Mm-hmm. And he's this like super cocky guy. The the and and so you know Eastwood, who who doesn't seem like the smartest. Uh, tool in the toolbox in this mm-hmm. in this movie totally, which is kind of the charm yeah. of, a bit. Um, he knows, like, okay, this guy's green, but I need that thousand bucks because my kids are, mm-hmm. are starving and we got these hogs that are sick. They're getting fever. So let's do that. And then he goes and stops off at Morgan Freeman's house. The dialogue between all of these characters is so fucking hilarious. I never thought in my life I would see an Academy Award movie with an Academy Award actors, winners, riding horses in the desert and talking about jerking off. <laughs> never in my life would I think that, I would see this movie. That <laughs> scene where it's like uh, Morgan Freeman, so do you go to town? He's like, oh, sometimes I need to go and get hog supplies. Yeah, uh, and he's like, no, do you go, you know, to town to see a lady that's what i mean sure. and the way that morgan freeman reads that line is so great it's amazing um and and then uh, uh eastwood's like no you know my wife uh, i'm still trying to be faithful to but her uh, do you still jack it he's like so do you use your hand <laughs> like it's so good it's amazing uh, uh, like and 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 the combination with uh the greenhorn guy uh whatever what's his yeah. name Will, oh uh, Not quirky. Yeah. Um. Uh, but anyways, the guy that's mm. h- brought him on this thing, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I think, that, yeah, they just call him the, the, the Schofield, Schofield kid. The Schofield kid, kid right. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and like, he's blind. Uh, <laughs> and and he's like, could you, s-? and they find out he's blind and they, they're going to kill these guys, basically. Mm. Like, he can see close. So yeah. they, they throw a canteen in the air and he shoots it yeah. out of the air. Like, he can shoot. But but Morgan Freeman's can you see a hundred yards and he hesitates you can tell and they're getting there's like a bunch of bickering yeah. going on and then he shoots the thing out of the the sky and then he's like Betty can't even see fifty yards I can see fifty yards and Eastwood's like <laughs> see he says he can see fifty yards <laughs> like uh, there's just it's so crazy. many of the I forgot I hadn't seen this movie in. I don't know, like seventeen years oh, at really? this point. Like it's a long. I was in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. I I I watched this probably like. 
five times in, in yeah, a span of like sense. six years or something at that point. Um, but I, I forgot it was funny. Maybe I just didn't like click with Clock it. Clock it. It's hilarious. It's Even good, right? like Gene Hackman talking about, and the guys are coming to his house and talking about how he can't carpenter. And, his and, 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 oh, nothing strained this whole place. Look at that porch or whatever. <laughs> or, or, or just like the, the stories that they're telling, there's always this like uh, ominous... Uh, uh, kind of like danger and sadness, but also this like hilarity of ineptitude. Like they don't, mm. they're not in control of anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of struggled with that at first. Like it takes, cause I'm used to fucking watching Clint Eastwood being a badass. I just watched Outlaw Josie Wales. And, right. You know, I've seen the, all the, obviously the, the Man with No Name trilogy. And then this, like his introduction, he can't fucking shoot. For hell, mm-hmm. can't get he's on trying the to like shoot the kid, the, yeah, the can. He can't do it, so he, he goes and grabs like a uh, shotgun. shotgun or whatever. And then yeah, he can't get on the horse. Like he's kind of like he's it's bumbling. just so weird seeing him as like I this love bumbling. all all of and this. And then he gets his later on, he gets his ass fucking handed mm. to him pretty pretty badly. Like he's yeah, he's got he got a fever and he's yeah. he's in there. But I I I love he's so good as this kind of like. Delirious shell, he's seen fucking visions. Yeah, he's talking about his wife, and there's like maggots in her mouth and shit like that. Yeah, like this is a a, a haunted in- individual. But like, when was the last time you you sh- shot anybody? Like they're going out to be killers again. Mm. It's eleven years or something. So these bad, like you hear all these stories about him, but you don't actually see him doing mm. any of these these things. Where Gene Hackman, on the other hand, seems terrifying once he starts doing. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah, without even like the scene with that English Bell, English hey, Bob. Bob. It is so good. He's so like, Bob, what are you doing here? Then you notice a tear in Richard yeah. Harris's eyes. Like they narrow down. Like, oh, he's scared of him. Why? Like, yeah. Why is th- that guy? And it's supposed, supposed to be, to be yeah. like English Bob, or sorry, not English Bob, but um, Little, Little Bill. Bill. Like I guess it's supposed to be. He like everyone thought he was dead, or it's, mm-hmm. I get the, you get the impression most people thought he's dead. But it, yeah, when when he kind of like comes to realization that he's still alive, yeah, there's and definitely then, fear. You know, after he's got. Um, Bob, English Bob in the jail, and he's he's talking about a story. Stories. So that that scene in the jail is so good with the uh, pick up the gun. Yeah, one of the greatest. It's a three act play <clears throat> in one in, in the jail cell, and and Gene Hackman's so good, and he switches on like being affable to being terrifying, stone cold terrifying. Well, I, I think all this stuff with him and English Bob, like you see. English Bob go from this like badass heroic legend, the Duke of Death to the Duck to, of Death. Yeah, yeah, like he he literally tears him down so quickly that it's like it's it's like it's crazy how fast that switch happens. Because when when you're first introduced, you think English Bob oh, is going to be this like badass assassin. and there's going to be these crazy action scenes. He's going to be the star, and and it doesn't necessarily mm. go that way. It definitely doesn't. I mean, that's his whole film. It doesn't go it, go the way you think it's, it's it is. Go. It's like a de- it's de- definitely deconstruction, mm-hmm. deconstructing like the the American Western. The, the hero the the heroes the villains like it, it's definitely and I, I wonder uh, the a, one a thing I was going to say on, on that like I wonder mm. if uh, so John Wayne and Clint Eastwood didn't get along um, mm. you know the two pinnacle figures of the, the yeah, that makes the, sense the western of different eras but it was uh, he made High Plains Drifter which is a fucking not classic western at all he basically goes into a town and paints it red it's and, calls it hell. And, and and renames it hell and then kills uh, everybody sounds like my type of movie yeah it's fucking awesome uh and but uh so i guess wayne calls him up he's like i can't believe you made this movie this is so un-american whatever and like so there's always so is english bob 
in some ways the oh, duke yeah, maybe. of death <laughs> yeah. supposed to be like another yeah, like just a, oh, another dig good, at, at John Wayne hmm, maybe yeah I never that's pretty that. funny actually if it is I, I did want to mention we even mentioned but like when he leaves his kids he's like yeah I'll be back in a couple of weeks these kids are like fucking eight years yeah, old yeah I think like the boy's supposed to be like what ten maybe yeah. maybe and the girl is even younger like. Hell, times have changed, go, man. Go see Sally next, <laughs> yeah. you know, two, two yeah, miles if, down. If you can't yeah. handle it. But yeah, it's pretty much like take care of the, the animals. Make and, sure the hogs don't get yeah. in the same place and infect more of them. But I'll be back soon. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, one thing I want to talk about the deconstruction is when uh, the two fellas who cut up these uh, whores, yeah. uh, they come back and he has a horse and he actually tries to make things right for the Yeah, I love that scene. He cut off and she kind of like, yeah, you get the impression she's willing to accept it. Like there yeah. might be a romance, but it, the, but like the the lead prostitute or, or whore, she nixes it all. She's like, "Now get out of here, you!" Well, uh, you can cutters. kind of tell like they do what she says, and she's not yeah. having any of this. I, shit, I right? like that. Like, uh, well, I don't li- like it, but mm. it's interesting. She never says anything for most of the movie. It's it's all the other women that are making the decisions. Yeah. She's she doesn't make. You know, um, other than like giving a little laugh when they make a joke about the mm. men, doesn't have much to say until she actually. Uh, I guess she was supposed Hitch, to be very young, uh, right? Sees, they kind of uh, made a, um, uh, uh, not a, a story that she was actually that's kind of like one of her first wieners she's seen. She didn't know she was supposed to laugh at it. Yeah. So that kind of she's been that. brought in from Boston, yeah. and, and you know the the whatever the the billiards owner. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what they call it. Yeah. It's billiards is upstairs. Of course. Uh, he he's. He's purchased her mm. basically as property. So I assume she's supposed to be fairly young too, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think again, you get that impression. You can tell, like, she's like, all right. Uh, even the guy that wasn't in charge of the cutting, the guy who's like, all right, I'll just. He's trying to make things right, and he's tr- uh, and they, so you show that scene mm. where he's trying to make things right. He's not the yeah. guy that did this fucking horrendous act. He's just associated with this guy, mm. and he also gets. Just a, uh, wrapped up, <laughs> uh, wrapped up, and now he's being chased and hunted mm-hmm. and and killed. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting too to see the prostitutes in this have so much power. Like even though they're kind of like owned or, or you know the 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 I guess the guy runs the business. Like they still argue with him. They argue with the townspeople. Yeah. They argue with the sheriff. It's it's kind of interesting. You haven't really seen that take mm-hmm. where it's like these people. You know, are not you know they're not hiding and 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 just accepting whatever they fucking are just as strong. And, and they've got a mastermind plan yeah. going on mm. to keep this going and 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 yeah. and fooling them. Like okay, the 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 main women that little Bill is is thinking it's you know hmm. they should follow. They're going yeah. to different places so they can give food to the other guys. But even when like it gets out that they they have put out this um, bounty on these two men, like. Like there's no Gene, Gene Hackman knows about it and stuff, and it's like they still don't do anything. Like other movies, it would have been like they go They're beat swinging. the women, and that's the end of it, or they t- kill them all, or burn their house, or something. The billiards. Yeah, you don't get that in this. So that, I thought that was definitely an, an interesting. T- and maybe again, this being more of a realistic western, yeah. at least I, I got the impression is maybe that's closer. How I don't know. Is that closer how to how it was? I, in, I think. I, don't know. I, I think in a lot of ways, like there's just everything is amb- un- like there's an ambiguity in this mm-hmm. where you don't know exactly how pe- people's intentions or what they're thinking or what they've done or who they are. You, you, mm-hmm. you have a pretty good assumption, but like this, this movie lives in the grays. 
you know, no one's good. No one's bad. It's yeah. uh, Like like little Bill again, like this is supposed to be the villain. He could have been a cool guy. Is he he, like, he's taking the guns away. He's doing all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He has a lot of power and he's abusing that power, but is he any worse than fucking Clint Eastwood's characters? Who's known to kill women and children and do Mm -hmm. horrific things. Even if his wife saved him. Yeah. Yeah. He's that man still. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's trying to be a better person, but uh, it's yeah. never gonna. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. But there's one scene where he gets some really heartbreaking news, and he just grabs a bottle, refuses. Yeah, he's a been drink. refusing to drink. He's yeah. he's hasn't drank he at all. Does it so subtly. It's, it's a it's an amazing. And moment. he just starts like hitting it like as he's like getting the bad news like so smoothly. Yeah, they don't really That's, acknowledge it. It's just like yeah. I'm it's like the uh the the gummy bears. You remember the gummy bears and they'd have their elixir? Yeah. Well, that's his he's elixir. he's turning into the elixir. That's his power up. Yeah. The funny thing is, I didn't even catch that like when it's happening i didn't even catch that he's drinking mm-hmm. but it's actually so the next scene you cut to the horse and all of a sudden you just see the empty bottle get thrown into the the, the ground of the rain mm-hmm. i thought that was a cool and i was like oh shit he just yeah, <laughs> yeah like, he's uh he's was, back on the, was, uh, they don't yeah. acknowledge so it. Yeah. he just he, yeah. he's listening to yeah. the information come in and he just like nope yeah just knocking it back doesn't matter now yeah. i'm just gonna it, 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 and there's a million of these moments and i know I, while I was watching this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is why you watch this movie five yeah. or six times in a half a decade uh, period, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, I was in my late teens and early 20s, because it's so goddamn rewatchable. Yeah, it really is. So, I, I'm, I'm worried about talking about some certain yeah. stuff. Should we, yeah, uh, we, we can do a spoiler section in a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess give your final thoughts, ratings. Uh, I don't know my final thoughts. This movie's fucking amazing. I think we went nine. Like, I kind of want to yeah. watch it again right now. Like, it's, uh, it's cool. I, uh, I, I, this movie, uh, we've, we've done two back-to-back weeks where you might be picking my favorite two westerns. Mm-hmm. Like, Once Upon a Time in the West and Unforgiven potentially are my favorite they're westerns. They're so vastly different, but they kind of have the same there's, look. Th- there's some stuff I do want to talk about the look of this movie. Like, when they're riding, it is Gorgeous. All shot in Alberta. Gorgeous. Yeah, crazy, right? Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, everything about this, and I love the the score in this, like which Eastwood wrote the main theme. Uh, so, so I don't, I don't love the score in this. I think that's the one thing that. It, oh, I love I that score. Huge, I don't find it that memorable to me. Uh, yeah, I love that line. Like I, 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 at first it comes up and it pops another name because that theme plays at the beginning. I'm like, oh fuck, I love that, and. And I was like, oh, I thought Eastwood did this. And he does. He made the theme. The other guy arranged it. And he gave him credit for it. Oh, cool. So How, like, he was like, well, you're actually putting all of the instrumentation yeah. together. I'm, I'll, I'll let you have the music credit. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a great thing. Uh, yeah. He's not always known to being a great guy. Like that, that woman that gave him this script and said, hey, you should do this. You really should. She gets no credit and no, didn't, wasn't paid Nothing. for that. Uh, so doesn't go you know he's not always just like the movie he's not all he's not always good and he's not always bad. a little bit of gray i'm gonna give him 9.5 i love Ooh, this yeah movie. wow shit uh, yeah i don't know i don't think i liked it quite as much as you guys i have a couple small problems like i do feel like again i get this is something different and it is kind of cool but like i i wanted more action yeah. i'm more of an action western guy and i think this is like i don't know and then the, yeah the score i didn't love um it is weird that like Clint Eastwood for the most mo- most movies is bumbling 
guy that's kind of a terrible person. Um, it, it is, yeah, it's this weird. Like he's not seeming like a terrible guy. At, but he's done. He, you, he's yeah, done all yeah. these things. But you also go, well, maybe that's myth because he doesn't seem like he's this no. Guy. But he admits it all, right? He, they kind of yeah. But he also it. is like he was in. A, I don't remember what I did. I was drinking yeah. then. Like, and then you start getting little bits of real. Like when they're around the campfire, like, like it was like. I heard you took out two people. Point like, like Morgan was like, wasn't it three people? Like, well, I don't remember. I was drunk. <laughs> there, there, that, there's actually one scene I didn't like either. It's at the the fire, and he's talking about like, oh, how no one liked him or something. I don't know. It just felt kind of the dialogue felt kind of cheesy. The acting, I, I didn't really love that one scene. I don't remember. What yeah, scene. I, I, I know what you're talking about. What is like Peter or whatever? Yeah, or, I remember because that's early in the picture. I'm like, oh, oh. they're talking about like their buddies. I was kind of worried that like, ah, oh, this is kind of not great but then I, I think it gets you know much better after that but um yeah i, I still really like it I, I might have even went up half a point talking about it again just i'm more of I, I, i'm more of an action guy this is like a drama yeah. western now yeah. the action at the end is pretty good yeah, yeah. Well, is, we'll talk about that is better in, than most yeah. other movies like that the the way that's composed it is yeah it's not bad yeah. it's it, amazing like this is yeah this is not like it would probably be top ten western for me, but it's not. There's a lot more I like yeah. over this one. I think it might be a top twenty movie of all time. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I almost went ten. Wow. Two oh, weeks in a row, and but I do have some small quibbles about yeah. it as well. I'm between an eight and eight and a half. I guess I'll go eight and a half, but um, I think yeah, not that's my favorite western. Maniac. Yeah, it's another maniac. <laughs> that's two weeks in a row, maniacs. Uh, yeah, like I. Uh, I, I I love Eastwood. I love like Outlaw Josie Wales. I I, I love as uh, well. I love High Plains Drif- Drifter. I love the Man with No Name. Uh, mm. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I'm I'm really curious because that was the third. I don't know if I have an uh, an early western that would compete. Like I like Stagecoach a lot, but mm. I don't think that would be there. I don't. The Searchers wouldn't be there for me. Um, but uh, see, there's a lot yeah. of '90s. Action westerns that I love. Yeah, we maybe talking about one next week. Ooh, sweet. But um, yeah, we're, well, we should. Uh, yeah, Tombstone. No, is yeah, we, we yeah we mentioned it, but yeah, and I, I have a couple others that I, I watched that I also love. <laughs> okay, but, uh, speaking of Tombstone. Yeah. Um, do you know? Uh, well, uh, fa- sorry, are we doing spoilers? Or are you jumping? Oh, I'm just going to do a okay. random in general. Uh, I guess spoilers for Tombstone. Uh, but what's his face? Uh, one of the Earp uh, w- w- brothers loses their arm in a gunfight. Yeah. There was a fella in this movie missing an arm. I don't know if that's a coincidence or... Uh... They're almost the exact same time period. Mm-hmm. Now, this is fictional. These people didn't... Yeah, yeah so I wonder if that was like... Because I, I know sure. that's a true story. That the, uh, I forget the guy. What are the... Uh, Ur- Virgil? Yeah. Virgil, yeah. 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 Went and fought the law, or was on the law, missing one arm in one of these uh, small buttfuck towns. So I wonder if that was like a little uh, uh, homage to him. Uh, one other thing I wanted to add, too. I did kind of find the kid... Fucking annoying, and I know he's supposed <laughs> yeah, to be like yeah, he's supposed to be yeah. this hot shot that's constantly I, going I, on. He kind of graded me sometimes. I was uh, like, yeah, I'm it's like I'm we ki- get it. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that he his role. I, I feel like his role is perfect in the second half of the movie where he's yeah. like mm-hmm. occasional quips or whatever. But yeah, when he first asked to come to East was I. That is me. That may be why I'm not giving this a ten. No, it, a bit too annoying. It, it's just like a little bit. Thick, mm-hmm. but everything that's going on in the town and like, I don't know, like the, the that town space just feels so mm. real to me as well. And I guess they wouldn't allow any uh, any cars up there, so you had to trek. 
on horse. Awesome. Or, or walk. Uh, or wagon. They had wagons. Because <laughs> they were like, nope, can't have any tire marks. Uh, wagons east, baby. So, uh, again, like, I think Eastwood's a little bit more methodical than people mm-hmm. give him credit for. And it, this definitely, it almost feels like this should have been the last ep- movie we covered. Because it does seem like kind of the end of all of that like it yeah it doesn't it to me like it doesn't quite have that western feel because it feels like it's kind of like no we don't want to do it and that, that, that we're doing like the realistic yeah take it, good, i don't know good, it's, good it's, guys it's, don't wear white bad guys don't wear black yeah there's no black and white yeah. it yeah. doesn't have that like once upon a time the west that's yeah. a, a western to me yeah. it's got the good guys the bad guys mm. the score that epic mm. score. like this feels like it's like a it is. It's a smaller, like dramatic, emotional take on the western. It, it, it's taking like, but also taking like, and and the writer talked about this too, where he subconsciously, as a kid, watched all these westerns, and he liked the revisionist ones, mm-hmm. even in the in, in the forties and fifties, the ones that would turn it a little bit. Like I must feel like this would go more with like High Noon than, you know, Once Upon a Time in the West or something. Uh like High Noon's is uh, like standard good guy, but High, high Noon guy. is like it's it's not really like there's no action. High Noon, it's all about uh, like yeah. the characterization the and it's it's well, it's about like what it's commenting on, right? It's coming. I and still this think is like, like this, there's a lot of something. scope in this movie. Like this is supposed to say a lot more than just what it feels are small on, though. On. Like it doesn't it's, have this. It's not epic. as epic. Yeah, as, it doesn't as have this epic. Time like it, in the West. it's again, it's like a couple. It's really like these two guys and Gene Hackman. There's some support. Like it doesn't have these. I don't know, like all these other films. We well, again, like, but I think the yeah. concepts the films, of this but. are as big as Once Upon a Time in the West. Like, it's trying to deconstruct, like you you use deconstruct instead of revisionist here, and I think mm. that was actually uh, appropriate because it's deconstructing every goddamn idea yeah. and then reconstructing it because yeah. there's a lot. Like, there's a, let's get into spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll put the spoilers at the bottom if you haven't seen this movie. Skip past them because we are going to cover. Some of the nitty gritty that you might not want uh, to hear. So, okay, go ahead. The end is a reconstruction and also a deconstruction <laughs> at the same time. It's it's brilliant uh, because yes, now he's got his gummy bear juice. He's got. So his we'll alcohol. say we'll say we can talk. Morgan Freeman is killed. Yes, he's beat to death. His body put it in front of this. Terrible. Yeah, and, and like. Uh, that scene is great where he goes in and he's like, who owns this bar? Oh, yeah. And you're wondering where he's going with this. It's like, fuck the guy that owns a bar. You're Raptor Hackman. Yeah. But then he just fucking blows him away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you get for keeping my you know, well, dead friend's body out front You're a coward. Here. Yeah. You, should, you shot an unarmed man. Well, he should have armed himself. He was going to yeah. put my friend in front of his place. Yeah, yeah. But in front of his yeah. establishment. There, uh, that's the other thing. Like, this is another just quotable, movie. quotable yeah. goddamn movie. Um, you know, I... I, I, I Anyways, but like the the end section, now he's like the guy. He is this fucking menacing mm-hmm. badass guy that he's he he's real. So he's do you think there. he needs the juice, the alcohol? To the alcohol get it. brings out. It's the, almost uh, like that's his yeah. like uh, yeah. spinach yeah. for a Popeye. Yeah, exactly yeah, it. it's exactly it. He he has that. Like once he starts swigging on that bottle, you know this is. A- so I I'm I, I watch this uh, lights out. Real, like, I watched it in the morning, which seems like yeah. crazy, but I watched it lights out early in the morning. Nothing's going on. I'm laying down. I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm fucking having a, uh, my, like, coffee. I'm, I'm loving this experience. And then he takes a swig out of that bottle, and I fucking sat up. 
I actually, and I didn't realize <laughs> I did like the up, holy shit. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> fucking yeah. He's like, I just yeah. know where it's going mm, because yeah. all of my memory of even like, even I haven't seen this 17 years ago. I've seen this movie half a dozen times at least. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's and, go. And we should That's mention- my favorite maybe Western, uh, like, let's moment. fucking go. Yeah. Let's get him. We should mention, like, again, we, we mentioned there's not a lot of action leading up to it, but there there is bits and pieces. But yes. again, like, he's so bumbling. And all those, they almost feel like Death Wish, like Charles Bronson Part 1, where, you know, none of these fucking kills go the off well at all. They, they all, they all become a mess. Oh, yeah. my God. That, that's he, he gets a, that, it in the gut, and he, like, wants water. He's like, I'm not going to shoot you. Get him some goddamn water. They yeah. all feel, they all feel yeah. like, you can tell they feel terrible, but that, they know it has to be done, and Morgan Freeman won't even shoot. And, that, the English Bobs, like, mm. the, the, the scenes that, evoke terror are there yeah. and then you have like these amazing like soliloquies that usually Gene Hackman is mm. and then you have this comedy right like mm-hmm. Gene it, it's it undercuts Clint Eastwood at every fucking chance you can get mm-hmm. and then he's the fucking man with no name yeah 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 once he gets that alcohol in him and his everything changes about him and but also like the way that scene goes down. So the scene I was talking about with the dolly, it's the misfire. Oh. So he wanted a beat for the misfire. When he pull, he has that shotgun on and it doesn't fire. He didn't, and Gene Hackman's just like, well, in a normal situation, you'd go, misfire, shoot him. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he didn't want to, f- Gene Hackman is playing this pretty good. He must know, like, yeah, Gene Hackman is fucking owning this movie. This is going to be like, up there yeah. with the French Connection and the conversation is his mm-hmm. greatest of all time, and and so they cut and he does that dolly shot so he has time to do that and it's it's such a fucking pull in for the mm-hmm. audience too. It's one of those accidental things where Gene Hackman is fucking up what the director wants. He changes it. It's way fucking better than just having an overhead shot yeah. that's misfire and then all hell breaks loose and it is a fucking is so awesome good. gunfight. Yeah. And like it felt realistic in a weird way. Like he's missing. He's getting people like in like the, uh, the weird spots, and, yeah. and, and they're just missing him. And and I guess they like really tried to like get real, like, get real. Like okay, he's not gonna be right on them, but they're probably not gonna be right on on him yeah. on two. No one's like Hackman's bunch. They they show earlier. These aren't hard guys. They're uh, small town deputies, right? Like, yeah. And they they feel comfortable being these guys because they never have to fucking pull yeah. out their guns because there's no guns in yeah. whiskey. Big whiskey. <laughs> Big whiskey. How do we not mention it's called fucking Big Whiskey, That's the greatest awesome. town name of all time? Uh, yeah, I get jazz talking yeah. about this, like and thinking about this. I love that scene so much. Uh, I think that's probably why I would like. I'm gonna watch this again in yeah. two months. Fucking remember that. Uh, Even when he's leaving, what do you like say? Like anybody shots to me, I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna kill their wife. I'm gonna kill their kids. Oh yeah, so good. And you see the one guy who's yeah. like, maybe I should take the shot. Yeah, like don't do it. No, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. Like this is not gonna go well. We well, passes the gun off to his buddy to do it, yeah. and then he can't do it. He's either. like, no, I'm not. I never yeah, asked him. Yeah. Shoot him. Uh, it, it is a weird like. I, I I do agree. It's it's great just because it is kind of like gritty and stuff, but it is weird. Like it it like like you said, none of the other guys are that 
you know, villainous. It, it's really Hackman. But even it, it's like he gets shot and then he's just on the ground and then he's slowly dying and he comes and shoots him later. Like, oh, I love that. It's not, it's scene, not, a, it's not I, a big I, epic. Like, I, I don't deserve this. No one does. Uh, it's the greatest yeah. line in, in, in maybe yeah. Western, uh, uh, you know, I'll see you in hell, William Money. You probably will. A, a, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's just weird, though, that it's, you don't get that polished battle mm-hmm. between the good no. and the bad guy. Like, it, it is this kind of sloppy, gritty. Action scene that just like shit happens, accidents happen, some people got shot. But again, you get the the classic Western repartee Mm -hmm. between the two at the end there. And that's where I think it like it's it's saying, yeah, like this is all the awesome stuff too. Yeah. From from the Westerns. Uh fuck, I love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is this, this all the fucking Day of the animals and whatever the hell <laughs> it, it's it. all worth it because now I you know we're here. Uh, the only other thing I have is I guess in the script they don't mention the movie, but the because it ends up going the kid goes off with the money and he says oh he's supposed that to drown to himself yeah right yeah I guess he he drowns himself out of guilt and uh, oh I don't think I've even picked that up no they don't mention they don't mention it. It. you oh. don't know because he, he goes off with the money and says take it's this my kids he thinks he's gonna die but it ends up he survives he opens up like a where a factory or something with kids oh. or some bullshit some some dry business goods. dry goods in san francisco yeah ends up being successful they don't even mention the kid which is kind of weird because he got some of the money mm-hmm. but i guess yeah in the original script it was going to be that he i, I think there's only like a handful of scenes again which is crazy for a hollywood production should we should we end spoilers now yeah, I think that's it for spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's only a handful of scenes that uh, in the script that don't make it. There's not a lot of extra footage in this, which you would uh, almost mm-hmm. see. Uh, and, and then they shot this in 39 days, came in well under budget. And this is why this that, guy keeps getting to make movies. Yeah. Because he comes in under budget almost every time, and he makes money. That's crazy. Well, maybe not le- recently, but yes, th- this film was a huge, huge hit. But even like, it, I think the Mule made money for what it's what it's mm. like been made for. I don't know. What I think the like. last one he did yeah. definitely didn't. But and most w- of his yeah. movies, like even if they don't make money, what did he make it for? Oh, it cost twelve yeah. million dollars. Yeah, yeah th- this film was made for fourteen point four and made one hundred and fifty nine point two million. Ooh. And I think this is one of those films where it opened up. It was a success, but then I think it was even like bigger the next week. And then I think the, it did 15 And then the, the first Oscar week. nominations yeah. came out, and then it kept on, you know, it was one of those films that lasted a long time. They, uh, they usually, re- the Oscars know. really, like, after they blew it with Driving Miss Daisy and Dances Wolves, they really tried to repay every, the genre fans <laughs> after that with fucking Silence of the Lambs and Unforgiven. Like, that's, that's yeah. pretty good one two punch yeah. with the Oscars. Of, of two movies that the Oscars normally... Would just shun. Yeah. Like, even... It's a good thing they learned the lesson. Dances with Wolves <laughs> is Dances like... Dances with Wolves, like, I don't love Dances with uh, Wolves. It's just not my type of movie. But I remember watching and thinking, like, this is really well made and epic and the acting. But like, it, it's it's like, like... what was better than it that year? 90? I'll, 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 look, I'll come back. <laughs> I'll come back. Because I remember, like, I, I remember saying, like, I could understand why this won Best Picture... I mean, most best pictures. But are again, not for it's kind of like Driving Miss Daisy, where it's like it treats the the indigenous people like kind of just like magical hero, sort of like yeah. not real people <laughs> in that movie. It's it's close to Maverick, you know, when he's got that buddy. <laughs> they, but, like, but that's a serious yeah. movie. It yeah. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> but is the same fella from Maverick and Dances with Wolves? I think he is. Yeah. Is the only that thing I Canadian? got. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, might be. I'll look that yeah. up. Yeah, the only Anyways. thing I got is, as you, you mentioned, so it did win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor for Gene Hackman, which is well-deserved, awesome. and Best Film Editing. Uh, it got a bunch of other nominations, also too. Also well-deserved. I think Clint mm. Eastwood got a nomination for Best Actor, but didn't win. He lost to uh, Al Pacino. Okay. Huh. And, and from Santa, Santa Woman? Woman. I like Santa Woman, but yeah, maybe not Al Pacino's best performance. That's a weird choice, too, yeah, for him to, him to lose a bunch and then win, win five. Yeah, uh, Graham Greene, sorry. just uh, Graham Greene is the guy that plays oh, yeah. uh, the the Maverick character, and he is in Dances with right. Wolves. Is he in Heat as well? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? I don't think no, so. No, he's not in Heat. Okay. Um, think, and, are we talking about Al Pacino? No, he was uh, in Heat. Yeah, Al Pacino's Green, Green. in Heat, yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Green. And uh, Val Kilmer, who we'll talk about oh, next week. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Um, the only other thing I got is, uh, I guess there was a Japanese remake in 2013. Yes, with oh. uh, uh, Ken Watanabe, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I guess it's it's very similar to the original, but it takes place in Japan during the Me- Me- Meiji or Meiji period? I don't know. With Not the main character being a be samurai like. instead of a bandit. So I'd be curious to watch that. Yeah, that sounds kind of it's bad. One of those ones, yeah, you don't hear much about it, but I, it sounds, uh. I don't know. I'd watch it too. Yeah. Can, can, want, want to be? Want, want to be? Yeah. Want, want to be? Want to be? Yeah, I think so. I can, I can't pronounce <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, everything I've seen him in, I've liked. So is that it for Unforgiven? I yeah. think so. Did well, you? Oh, I thought you were going to check the best of 1990. <laughs> oh, we'll oh I'm going to do that. We'll talk about next episode. episode. Um, uh, first wanna, thing I'll do is best of 1990 on the next episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at moviecitymaniacs. Come and join the fun. Yeah. Uh, we have Facebook page, like page group page. Not as fun, but come and join us. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll be Make fun. it fun. Make maybe, it fun. Come and make it fun. Should we do TikTok? TikTok? Tell us. Yeah, let us know if, if you got you uh, listeners are on TikTok. I don't even know what TikTok is. It's just it's girls just like, dancing, well, isn't no, it? No, it's no, just, you take them so your breath is fresh. Yeah, knows that. and then you show that, and then yeah. with your 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 uh, you know your two your guns, your mitts. one gun, you take your one gun, <laughs> yeah. and you make it kind of swing back and forth, so it goes tick, talk, talk tick. This is talk. a long <laughs> <laughs> joke. All right, guys, stay scared. All right. <laughs>